<clears throat> Recorded live. Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Uh, today we're going to talk about the last two Lost Mobisodes. Um, so this is kind of a mini Lost Lowdown preferencing the Mr. Podcast, which will be about... Everyone knew everyone's favorite new uh Coen Brothers film. Yeah. No Country for Old Men. That was your cue, Justin. Oh, I was supposed to say the name. Sorry. <laughs> I just really agreed with you. Okay. All right, take two. <laughs> uh too late for that. No, we never planned anything like that out. Um I thought maybe you wanted me to say the name, but then I was like, maybe he's just thinking, and I'll interrupt him, or I don't know. I don't know. Called teamwork. Yeah, well, I... I, All right. Um, (laughs) On that note... (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. How poignant. Um, Thank you. So, all right, the last two Lost Mobisodes. Let's uh, let's, let's dish it out. Cash them out, Carlton. If that is your real name. All right, so episode number 12 was The Envelope, or The Envelope, depending on whether or not you graduated from college. And It's, um, it's Envelope. Oh, envelope. thank you. What is it? Oh, which, which is it? Hmm. Let's discuss that on the last on the Mr. Podcast. Which one would I say? Give me that envelope. Give me that envelope. I think I would say envelope. I'm not sure that they both sound wrong to me. Never mind. I think I say Carry envelope. I, I think that's what I say, but it just because sounds wrong. It sounds like antelope. It's bothering me. <laughs> I assure you that it's it's not an antelope. And it sounds like you're saying envelope, but you're saying it wrong. Yeah. That's why I say envelope. Um oh wait, what did I say? I say I said envelope. Hmm. I don't know what I say. Yeah, I can't... Envelope? I can't figure out what I'm supposed to say. Envelope. Envelope. Maybe I say envelope, which See, is, I, I don't like. I think I say envelope, but I might say the other one sometimes, too. I don't know what I say. I don't know. I don't really <laughs> use envelopes a lot. This is all you know, very envelope. to the episode. So. Well, this is what this is, what it, is at the heart of the episode. <laughs> it's all about... How do you say envelope? <laughs> That's know. really what Juliet is asking here. The last you lowdown, know. or is it the last lowdown? What is it? See, this is I why. Say, I don't know. See, this is why we should have done two separate podcasts. But no, let's just do them together. All right, now, now our this email is address is it the last lowdown or is it last lowdown? Which one? Oh, our email. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, the lost lo- <laughs> I think it's lost lowdown. That's it the is, difference. Isn't it? It's not the same as the website. Okay, then it's lost. Yeah, lost lo- It's too late for me to say what I wanted to say, but I couldn't remember. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Oh, you know what we should mention before we get going? Oh, uh, we should mention our uh, forum. What forum? Our forum that's located at fuck I'm gonna get it wrong. Uh uh T 
TLD.net? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, 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 we'll let you figure out what TLD stands for. Yeah, we're not telling. Uh, uh, but yeah, there's uh, you can go on there and 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 talk to other people and and you know whatever. It's great. Yes. It's better than comments. That's that's what, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's the yeah. The you guys can go and uh, better than better than comments. Better than comments. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That might work. Yeah, the registration is pretty simple and easy. Um, it's all set up, good to go. We've got like I don't know, 14 people up there now, um, so uh, which is pretty good, you know. And uh, big thanks to Stephen, aka Sloth, for um, putting it together for us. Um, so oh, yeah, enjoy sloth. the forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. It's hard to keep track of these dual personalities. Yeah, I know. When people have alternate names, I'm always, I always, I don't know. I, I got to keep them connected in my mind somehow. Yeah. Okay. Floss. Got it. Got it. Get it. Got All right. It. So back to the envelope. Yes, the envelope. Yes, that tomato, tomato. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Right. Um, so basically, this is a deleted scene from the, from the Tale of Two Cities, the first episode of City. season three. This is when Juliet, she's, uh, you know, making her, uh, the ill-fated muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. I knew when she took them out of the oven, those muffins were never gonna, uh, never gonna make it. Never you open the oven it. and a cloud of smoke, like, <laughs> billows out, it's probably not gonna be Yeah. Crazy. It's just tragic, because we've seen this scene before, we know how it's gonna end, and we're thinking... If only she could have some muffins, she wouldn't be crying. <laughs> but, you know, because muffins are great, you know, but not yeah. burned. Not no. burned and on the floor. No, not burned on the floor. Too wrong. Right. right. So, Amelia comes in, you know, the old lady, um, who's very wrinkled. And, um, <laughs> FYI. Just so you know. <laughs> she is old, folks, I can tell you for sure. Um, no, that's mean. Um, she basically, um, basically, you know, uh, Amelia presses Juliet about what's going on, why she's upset, and then Juliet, she called her Julie, which was weird. I'm like, you guys on that, like, first name basis? They do that. Like, like, nickname thing? A few people call her call her Julie in the, in the first six episodes. Oh, really? I didn't remember that. Pickett calls her that a couple times. Julie. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. So anyway, Juliet says that, you know, that they that she thinks that they're in trouble and she's going to show her this, something in this envelope that's in the kitchen drawer. And then, of course, the Dobro rings, which is a book club party, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, and then that's where it ends. So right. I guess the, th- the point to talk about would be what's in the... Envelope. Blank envelope. <laughs> Blank envelope. Yeah, that just sounds crazy. It's more PC. Uh, yeah. So the working theory that I have is <laughs> this is original to me is uh, that it's the X-rays. Holy shit! Yeah. That's so shocking. I know. 
I am shocked out of my gourd. So am I. Okay, boring. Yeah, all right. It's the x-rays, yay! <laughs> I don't know why we're supposed to care about that. I, I, think, I think in context, if this, is, if this is the first episode, if they didn't cut this scene, then that would be a sort of teaser, you know, uh, where it would set up that there was something wrong in the ranks of the others, like when the plane yeah. crashed, and like they could reveal what it was later. Like I, I think, I think that's how that that's supposed to sit there. Yeah, I get that, you know, but we knew there was something wrong fairly, early, you know, early on anyway. Um, and I, and I wonder what we would have thought. Because, you know, once we get to the point where Juliet, you know, is, like, <laughs> trying to coerce Jack to kill Ben, um, I wonder what crazy misconceptions we would have thought um, yeah. within the envelope if we did see this scene. Yeah. You know? Because and I think what when do we happened, find out it's the x-rays? That's not till later in the season, right? Yeah. it's the, People would have probably speculated that maybe it was that. But, yeah, one of us would be where it would have been confirmed. Because mm-hmm. that's where you actually see the envelope and see her bring it to him and, yeah. and all that. So that's that's how that would have played out, I guess. Uh, normally, which is a lot, which is a lot later, definitely. And by then, it's sort of like, so what? You know, that situation's mm-hmm. already resolved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, they didn't put the scene in, so it wasn't it wasn't like that. You know. Yeah. We didn't speculate about this scene. Um, uh, which is good. They saved us some worry. But about this scene, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much to it. Um, I like it a lot better in the in the actual episode uh, with the music and stuff. But uh, <laughs> what, probably my favorite thing that Elizabeth Mitchell's ever done on the show for me is when she first pulls the muffins out of the oven and drops them. And some of them roll, and then the doorbell rings, and she looks up. It's mm-hmm. it's the the picture of her <laughs> on Lostpedia, the entry for this episode for this Mobisode. Like that that look is this, my favorite thing that she's done on a show. I just I the, love that look. The the little picture where she's looking kind of to the left to the right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I, like the camera kind of moves in. It, it's it's an effect. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. just the look, but uh, the the look is perfect. I don't know. Uh, there there's just something great about that. I, I, I she's a good actress. Yeah, I I don't know. It was just like it was just like I don't know these muffins and now this doorbell ringing thing. Like what else can go wrong? <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah. Well, it was probably like you know, holy shit, we're fucked. Oh no, the muffins and now the doorbell. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, yeah. And I guess um, uh, in the context of one of us, she was worried that uh, she was worried about Ben having cancer because he was supposed to have cured her sister's mm-hmm. cancer. And, and you know, he was saying no one on the island gets cancer. And, mm-hmm. and so that means we can project cancer cures wherever we want. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that statement makes sense. He basically said Jacob was going to do it, um, mm-hmm. which, whatever. I don't know what that means or, you know, how that works. But So then on the day of the crash, he takes her to the flame and shows her the video of her sister and the kid playing in the playground or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
so I guess that's why she should have been worried in, in this scene. You know, it's, it's it's before that's happened, and I, I guess after that, you know, I, you know, she wasn't necessarily worried in that way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't. I don't really understand. Like, there's some dialogue about how things are awkward and all that. Like, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if they were still, like, at the time, still playing up the idea that they, you know, maybe had some kind yeah, of... Yeah, the love interest thing? Yeah. That's exactly what I thought when she was like, yeah, things are awkward been. Like, I thought, that, oh, they're trying to talk about this again? Yeah. And you and know. they were. Like, during that period of the season, they did. they were doing that. But, mm-hmm. you know, after a few flashbacks, it's like, if that really happened and you haven't shown it yet, like, I don't know. Like, you, you've left some significant things out. Like, it just it would be weird. Like, they, they've had their chance to show if there really was something like that going on. Yeah. You know. And I guess they can always retcon it up, you know, like, <laughs> like with Hurley's episode, Trisha Tanaka is Dead, where they inserted a little subplot about his his dad coming home after 17 years in the middle of numbers. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought about that. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Like, this is a big thing that to just leave out. Like, he didn't even talk about it. Like, it was like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> in the original, they just shoved it in there. So <laughs> I guess if they can do that, like, they could – they could go back and add this if they really wanted to, but and I don't really I don't know why this is a mobisode and not a deleted scene. Uh, I I don't yeah. really I don't really understand. It, it it seems like filler to me. I mean I mean in context, well, like yeah. I don't know. I would imagine, and I don't really know, obviously, but I don't even know if they said what the mobisodes are about you know, the idea, I mean, I assume they were bringing up bits and pieces of things that would be helpful to know from the past, but mostly related to stuff that's going to happen in the future. Yeah. I would imagine since the season's going to, you know, starting, you know, but a lot of the stuff was just really tying up little silly loose ends. Yeah. Uh, and, and some, some other stuff we didn't even care to know. Right. <laughs> Um, Some, yeah. So, so yeah. I guess they're not really doing anything in particular, just showing it. And maybe it was, it wasn't good enough to make the deleted scenes on this on the DVD, and you know, because mm-hmm. they maybe only have so many slots or something for. Yeah, I guess on so. Because there are more deleted scenes. I, someone posted on the site there were there was like a bonus disc if you bought it at Walmart. Oh and, yeah. And, I hate and, when they do stuff like that. I know it's awful. Because it's but, like you don't know where the deals are like yeah you just end up buying it and missing out i know so this site had it had all the extra deleted scenes Mm -hmm. and uh, i went i heard about that yeah yeah, one of the deleted scenes was the one the one that we talked about at one point where kate uh tries to like pull herself out of the handcuffs you know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I I was gonna watch that the other day, but yeah. after something happened and I didn't watch it. But it's in there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I saw she really that. goes at it with those handcuffs. Like she should have been hurt based on the scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it it all makes sense if you watch that scene. Like yeah, because she oof, she like hangs on a locker and like. Yeah, I think I think I didn't even I didn't I didn't think I want that mystery spoiled. I wasn't ready. I see. I liked our idea of Ben just jangling the things really fast <laughs> in her arms. I didn't 
didn't want to see because I, I could tell that she was her fault. So yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a weird one. That was a weird one. I I read somewhere they cut like twenty minutes from that episode. I don't know how they wrote that much material. Like, and thought that that was gonna fit in. Uh, well, a lot of times has to do with how they shoot it. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe the you know the pauses and the whatever and like you know. Yeah, that's a big overshoot though. That's like, yeah. I don't think they usually cut that much, you know. I don't know. I guess they were just, I don't know, excited about starting or something. Mm. Probably. But yeah, this. So. One, uh, 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 in case anyone like doesn't believe that this is deleted scene, uh, Laspedia sort of lists the evidence. Uh, just in case you think like they somehow painstakingly recreated the <laughs> the original uh, footage and costumes and hair and appearance and all that. Uh, yeah, there's like there's a promotional still of this scene. The writing credits are are J J Abrams and Damon Lindoff who wrote the first episode. Mm-hmm. Blah 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 blah. So I don't know. There there are some people who I read who didn't necessarily believe that this is a deleted scene, but yeah. Go, go All right, there. naysayers, it's stop saying convincing. nay. Pretty convincing, I say. So, yeah. All right. All right. That's that. All right, so the next one, on to the, the last Mobisode, we hope. No, it's the last one, right? Good. <laughs> it is the last one. Lucky number 13. Um, so it begins. Oh, uh, this was a groaner. <sighs> So basically, uh, you get a point of view camera shot uh, of Vincent running running through the jungle. He runs into oh, Christian Shepherd. Hey. Yes, we all thought he was dead. Oh well, maybe he still is. Um, Christian tells Vincent to find Jack. Uh, he says, "Find my son." Uh, because of course Vincent knows who is saying oh, yeah. he speaks Vincent, English. Yeah, he understands every word. He understands everything. Tells him to wake him up because he has work to do. Mm-hmm. So as Vincent runs towards Jack, we get that shot from the pilot of Jack waking up and sort of a replay of that whole thing. Um, so, you know, my first problem with this scene um is is just the fact that like he said go wake him up, but he was already awake before he got there. Yeah, he was. And that's the kind of thing to me, like a that kind of writing thing that I hate when it's like little bits of things that like stand out because he said wake him up, <laughs> but then when he gets there he's already awake and it's like well why can't you have Vincent wake him up or you know or why not change your line or like you know or what does that mean that. He he said, "Wake him up," and he was awake before he got there. Mm-hmm. Like, does Vincent have some sort of like sphere of influence or something? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, this no. is obviously a, a a big revelation. I uh, mean, it's too late for them to change the pilot, but yeah, they they could have. Uh, I guess they could have changed this line. Or like, go find my son. It's sort of it's sort of along the same lines of what bothers me about Ethan saying his wife died in childbirth. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 an easy thing to say, and it sort of sounds like it ought to be right, but mm-hmm. it just yeah, you know. it just doesn't quite connect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this was obviously a big a big a big revelation. I mean, this is probably the most important one. Next, yeah. you know, next to Room Twenty Three. Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the watch, of course. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, Lost Lowdown listeners will remember, um, astute listeners will remember my little theory about, uh, Vincent being smoky or vice versa. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and when I first started watching this, I thought, oh, wow, are they going to prove me right? You know, is he going to like turn into Smokey or find Smokey or whatever. And then, of course, he runs into to dead Christian, mm-hmm. um, who, who I mean, let's start speculating. See, this is where, this is where we get into that problem uh, that I have of the, you know, the, the, the big entities and what the difference between them is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that this is Smokey, I guess, because... Uh, the thing that it most resembles uh, that is sort of verifiably smoky is is the is the Yemi thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, of course he did appear before, but with Yemi it was almost explicit that he was smoky. Yeah. Uh, when 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 Christian appeared originally, it was it was far from clear mm-hmm. <laughs> that there was any connection. Um, uh, so I'm ass- I'm assuming that's what it is, but I, I there's always the the thing that the thing that I don't understand is I think when he says he has work to do, I I just assume he means you know Jack has to get up and go like save people, you know that's, that's it makes it seem like everything Jack is doing up until now in season three is some part it can it seems like that could mean that like it's some big plan like he's got to bring down the others. You know, or something like that. But it could just mean it could just mean he's got to go help people, like yeah. on the beach. See, I thought that at first too. You know, he's got work to do, and then I'm like, you know, the way Lost is usually, like, you know, it, it could easily just be this tiny thing that Jack has to go. You know. Oh, it's usually the more boring thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's that's why I I thought like maybe that's what he means, but like if that's what he means. Uh, I just think it's odd. Like he's he's sort of helping out the, the survivors. You know, I ne- I never thought of Smokey as being a helpful presence. Mm-hmm. You know, he he never he really hasn't been. I mean, he's he's either antagonistic or or sort of judgmental. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't seem to. You know, I, I've never known him to be like helpful. Yeah. Uh, well, he. Well, I mean, I think this is this is kind of also. I think this is maybe a side of Smokey that we haven't seen before. This is such a stupid conversation. (laughs) (laughs) The side of the smoke monster we haven't seen. We're we're, we're peering behind the the veil here. Oh, my God. Only loss could make me say such a sense. Um, um, What I was going to say is, I mean, I think this scene... Every smoke monster has <laughs> Oh, man. You can't put a sonic fence around your heart. 
smoke monster will get there. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I think this scene lends, lends to the idea that maybe Christian, a.k.a. Smokey in whatever form, but maybe through Christian, has been instructing Vincent to do all those crazy, lassie like yeah. things he's done. I agree with that. So it could be it could be that, you know, that there is more evidence that he's been nice and, and it's those, you know, or, you know, trying to help. Or whatever. I don't know what he did was doing with Charlie with the drugs and you know. Oh yeah, um, that was a weird one. So and and I think at the as a, in the least, I mean, most likely Christian is Smokey, and and if Smokey is giving directions to Vincent, then that would explain why you know I kind of thought Vincent was Smokey because he's basically do, doing the same thing Smokey would do if Smokey was the dog, you know. Yeah. So and uh, by actions, he is Smokey. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But not like by. literally. But he's, not like literally. Of, he's sort of an agent of Smokey, which is, which yeah. is you know, <laughs> which is closer to your theory than I thought would ever be true. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was sure of into that nothing. It looks like, unless like Smokey, does, I mean, uh, <laughs> Vincent does something wrong and Christian's like, oh, screw this, I'll do it myself. And he turns into Smokey and like goes and does stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. Can't get a can't get the can't get a dog to do what a smoke monster should do. <laughs> Never works, man. Smoke monster's got to do it himself. Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah. out there for a smoke monster. But then, but then I I you know if he's been helpful, like why is he sometimes antagonistic? Maybe there's two Smokies. He has you a know. bad twin. He's a bad twin. Oh no! I know someone out there was thinking that. I have to say it. I want Dude, to, uh, I don't know, man. You know, I think it's because they they get bored and they just make up stuff. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I want to address uh, one of the things that I've seen most often about this, which is that Christian is alive, or this isn't Smokey. You know, mm, that, okay. those two. You know, either one or the other. I sort of want to deal with them at once. Um, uh, here's what I wrong. Say. Here's what I have to say. That the the biggest piece of evidence that uh, I've seen offered for this position is that he 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 calls Jack my son, mm-hmm. and they say, Which "Well, is interesting." Well, in you know the the Echo episode, you know Yimmy tells Echo, you know, you speak to me as if I were your brother, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then walks off and blah blah blah. So, which is weird in and of its own. Which is totally weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I know. Mean, I, I look like your brother. You speak to me like great I am. Line and like great and like perfectly delivered and like just I love that scene, but like it doesn't yeah. really make any sense. It's like, yeah, of course, of course I did. Oh, maybe he means you speak to me like I'm your brother in like a not in a physical sense, but like. Um, I mean, I don't remember that scene enough to remember if that makes sense. But, you know, like, like I'm not stupid enough to believe what you just said, or whatever the response would be. Maybe that's what he means. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, he clearly was not, like, satisfied with Echo's non Yeah. And and that was his way of expressing it. So, anyway, here, here's, I mean, that's, that's one response. Here's what I say to that. <laughs> he spent the entire episode calling Echo his brother. <laughs> Up until that line, so yeah. so you know, 
just listen to his lines previous to that. He he's calling him his brother a lot. So mm-hmm. just because later he said that line, he, he he did call him his brother earlier. So that's not you know, that's not proof that, that Christian is, is not smoky. Just because he said that, you know. Yeah. Uh uh. So so I mean okay. So there you are. Oh, and, and the other thing is which I brought up on the message board, you know, we, we've we seen dead people before in, in this sort of, mm-hmm. you know, besides Jimmy, you know, uh, there, uh, there was Boone and there was, uh, the, the Ben's mom. Yeah. Ben's mom. And, uh, uh, Kate's horse. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's, it counts as a dead person, but, it's maybe I think the horse, horse is dead. You think the horse is dead? <laughs> I guess the horse could still be. I don't know. Was it like in the middle of the street in the rain? Like, <laughs> I feel like the horse got hit by a car before the night was over. Yeah, well, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't a smart horse. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the horse. I mean, there's a chance. I don't know how long horses live. Uh, they can live fairly long, and it's a, and it, it's a chance it could still be alive. It wasn't that long ago, right? Yeah. No. Um, no. We don't have to. We don't have to talk about the horse. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the horse is a whole is a whole other problem. Um, a horse of a different color. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, there's a few examples uh, of that, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, you 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 know, does anyone really believe those people are alive? You know. So I, you know, I want to talk about like the idea. I mean, I I think it makes sense that he, that he's Smokey or whatever, you know, Smokey Jacob, whatever. Um, but like, why, you know, that you know, like you, were, I want to get back to what you're saying about him helping, because um, that's really weird. Like, what's the point of what's the point of that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like, mean, it seems like they try, they were just trying to give us some interesting reason why, you know, like why Vincent, Vincent came to Jack or something. Yeah, I agree. Which is like, they're focusing on the, like, boring part. <laughs> the interesting part is why would Christian do this? Yeah. You know, like, that's what's interesting, not, like, how Vincent got yeah. there. I mean, they really ought to think that through. I mean, they really should, because it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. I Like... You know, it, it cares about them surviving, and then it's going to, like, kill the pilot and sort of terrorize them, like, that first night. Like, I, I don't understand, like, what it's doing. And it's like they just crashed there. So it's like how did Smokey just, like, I mean, how did he, how is he able to be Christian now so fast? I mean, yeah. he just crashed. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. It calls in the question a lot. He turned into Christian really fast. I don't know how it's able to become people, you know. I, I don't know if it really obeys any rules. Um, I mean, I think Ben's mom sort of throws out, you know, the the. I mean, she wasn't on the island. Oh, that's right. Well, I, I imagine that it's somehow like you know we you know like we did with with Echo. I could read you know would read you or something. Yeah. 
And maybe it read Jack when he was unconscious or something. Yeah. But yeah. why become the person and like and then do things through the dog and like Yeah, and like that's the thing. There's no there's no reason and, and Vincent is not Kristen Shepherd's dog. It's not. And Vincent <laughs> doesn't even know doesn't even know him. Yeah, that's you that's know? like it would have if he was gonna become somebody, he would become somebody the dog would know. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that that would make more sense. You know, because it's, it's just weird for him to be Christian Shepard, like, for the dog. You know, because Jack yeah. never sees him here. You know, yeah. so, like, what what was the point of doing that? Like, he just becomes people sometimes for no reason? Like, I, you know. It seems like it's important that it was that it's Christian. It does, yeah. Um, and what was it? I mean, that made, and I called him the question about, you know, when, when Jack first started seeing his dad and following him. And, yeah. And, like, it's like, what was that about? Like, nothing happened. <laughs> no, nothing happened. I have no idea what that was about. Nothing happened. Like, he talked to him that one time, and then that was it. And then, like, God, man. I don't know. I don't know what they what they think when they do things. I don't that, that's we, it's See, it's just like, ooh, cool. Now we know why Vincent was there. But it's like, now you open up this whole other mystery. Yeah. Like, why does Vincent understand what he's saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I another mean, that's, question. that's definitely a problem. You know? Um. I mean, he needs to speak. I don't know how else they would really play this scene. Well, just but... in terms of just in terms of like, well, not only in terms of he's speaking English to the dog, and some other dog understands, and you know, I mean, obviously dogs can understand commands, but that's not a real command, really. Yeah, he's he's getting so, details. Yeah, so not only that level, but just the level of this is Smokey. Yeah. And you're assuming he can do the first level because he's Smokey. Yeah. So what does that mean? You know, like, what powers does Smokey have that he can speak English to a dog and tell it what to do, and it, it obeys? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's the other weird part. It is, yeah. Yeah. And this dog does not look like the original Vincent. I know. The, I'm <laughs> like, who are you supposed to be? They keep changing Vincent. He's looked, I've seen like five Vincents, I think, through the series. Wow. They, the dog that, yeah, the dog that they originally used, I don't think, I don't know. <laughs> this new dog looks nothing like the old ones. <laughs> he looks nothing like, he's like darker and like. Yeah. Wow. You, you know what I found out that I hadn't realized? It was a while ago, but I never mentioned it. In the second season of Dexter, they used a different kid for one of Rita's kids. Oh, did they? Yeah, the the boy was different. Oh, and I didn't notice. <laughs> I don't I don't recall noticing. <laughs> I had no idea. And then I looked at their picture. I'm like, oh yeah, they they are different. Who knew? Aster and what's his name? Cody. Cody. Oh jeez. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff Vincent did, man. Probably because, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Vincent did a lot of stuff. And and, and this, you know, in, in this in this context, he is still the dog. So... Yeah, yeah. So, so he's allowed to leave the island for, you know, if they get that idea. You know, he, he doesn't have to stay. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, but he's still sort of acting as an agent. And he does disappear all the time. I mean, no one's, like, keeping track of him anymore. 
Like, yeah. You know, like Shannon had him for a while, and you know they were sort of like keeping him around, but now he just disappears like most of the time. Yeah, they don't want a dog on the show. He just like pulls a Desmond and just like runs away for you know however long they don't want him there. But I just I can't wrap my head around Smokey helping. I just you know the way he is, you know. Uh, you know, if you forget about Vincent's actions, I mean, everything else we've seen him do, I, I just don't think, you know, you know, maybe telling Echo he has to confess was somehow helpful, but certainly not like this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just depends. Um, I mean, because the whole thing with, you know, the visions and going to the question mark and, you know, Oh, and that stuff. If that was oh, Vincent, God. I mean, if that was Smokey, then that was kind of helping, I guess. I didn't see. I didn't think that was Smokey. I thought that yeah. was. I thought that was the island, but I don't know why the island did that either. Yeah, I don't so. think there is a difference between Smokey and the island anymore. Really? I, I don't think they're going. I don't think that. I mean, just in terms of what their revelations usually are, <laughs> having that many different levels of like yeah. crazy stuff. I really. I just. I just think it's Smokey. I think Smokey, Smokey and Jacob, you know, there might be a relationship there, but you think Smokey, I don't Smokey think the and Jacob island are is different, right? I think Smokey and Jacob are different. Yeah, I do too. Um, but yeah, maybe I mean, maybe the island is supposed to be Smokey. I don't understand why it did that though. I mean, it was like it was sort of helpful, but I mean, <laughs> you know, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did the island want like? All that stuff with the hats to go down, like was that its intention? And maybe, maybe when like dead people come back, and I have to sort of remember this. I don't know, but maybe when dead people come back, maybe they have some of their own personality or something. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not just it's not just they look like the person, but they kind of act like the person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, motivation-wise? Oh, you know what? Um, in The Man Behind the Curtain, uh, uh, Ben's mom actually stops him from running through the sound fence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, about, which, yeah. which is, you know, <laughs> more Very helpful helpful-ish. than I'd expect from... Uh... That's why, that, yeah, I remember thinking, like, it felt like that was really his mom, you know? Yeah. Not, like, Smokey pretending. yeah. You know, so maybe, maybe, maybe the apparitions are, you know, really operate from that. So depending on who it looks like, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be that kind of person. So yeah. maybe, you know, since it was Christian, he wanted, you know, you know, post, you know, yeah, yeah. The Christian at that time would have would have been happy to have, you know, have Jack help out. Yeah. So why was Yimmy so pissed? <laughs> maybe was Yimmy problem? was pissed. Well, I think, well, I don't know. Okay. Uh, the other thing is... I, he I wanted know. Echo to confess. He did. He really wanted him to confess. Yeah. Like, you know, confess or die. I, I have no idea why that was so important, but... Uh, uh, well, he did a lot of bad things. The other thing I wanted, about the, que- the question mark thing was a dream, you know, mm-hmm. and like... Can can the smoke monster appear in your dream? <laughs> you know, like 
I don't know. That that seems crazy to me. More crazy than the island well, influencing your dream? I, I don't know. Somehow the <laughs> island doing it was more plausible. <laughs> I would rather put most of the craziness into as few magical entities as possible. I agree, but I guess I guess I thought like Smokey was Smokey was antagonistic and the island was helpful. Like Smokey was like a yeah, you know. Because, um, like, some of the stuff he's done just doesn't fit. Like, if you try to put it – but I agree. I agree. In general with the show, like, I'd expect them all to be the same. Like yeah, because, you know, they've really never given us any evidence that the island has its own anything. It's uh, I mean, besides, obviously, some of those things that could be smoky now, um, there's no, like, real hint that they're going in that direction that the island has – you know, no one's said anything like that. No one's ever, like, really talked about anything about the island having its own – Oh well, John talks about that. The cl- oh. Yeah, the, yeah. I forgot. I, I forgot. Say. I forgot. The sacrifice that the island demanded. Uh, I, for, I mm. forgot all about law. He's the, oh god. But see, I think when the I see, I think I think when he says the island, I think he means Jacob. I think that's that's what's been guiding Locke. I think it's been Jacob. Okay, so maybe Jacob is the island. I think Jacob is the island. I don't think there is an island on its own. I think it's Jacob. Yeah, okay, and so maybe I'll buy that, because Jacob isn't necessarily incriminated in everything the Smoke Monster's done, but yeah. I don't know, still. I, <laughs> uh, it's going to be tough sorting all this out. Uh, uh, I just hope they don't say something like, whenever whenever Jacob leaves his cabin and goes past the ash, he looks like Smokey. You know oh, what I mean? No. Like, like he, You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Somehow they did that, and then he, you know, some 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 weird reason, and then like, um, which makes no sense. No, uh, <laughs> no, that's just sense. crazy. Because then you have like them blocking Jacob out of the out of O Town with the fan. Yeah, which is pretty weird. Which is weird. I don't know. But maybe maybe during the full moons he turns into a werewolf. <laughs> but since he's he's crazy and magical, it looks like a smoke monster. Wow. I think I got something. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> is is Jacob a werewolf? Is Sounds Jacob like a, a werewolf? For the, news uh... news at eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are your children safe? <laughs> <laughs> Won't someone think of the children, please? All right. Well, we we got to move past because we got to go talk about uh, the movie. I know. All right. Well, I think that's enough on that one. But uh, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the first when I re- I I didn't see it. I read about it first, and when I read about it, I was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was kind of an anticlimax to watch it. it was yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, that's that's what I read about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, you got to stay away from all information. Yeah, I know. Because it will spoil you. I know. Anything. I know almost nothing about the new season. I've I've accidentally happened on a couple of tiny things, and I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> <sighs> Charlie's not dead. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. But yeah, uh, uh, what was I talking about? Fuck. Uh, uh, 
I don't know either. And anyway, um, uh, <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I wrap this up. Uh, uh, it's it's it's. Uh, oh, you're saying something about Ben? Oh, uh, oh, oh, I'm gonna being sum a up, like, like, okay. I, like I, I kind of like this. Something about it, Bob. Like I didn't like. I felt when I was watching him with the dog. I felt like the dog wasn't acting very well. Like. The dog didn't seem interested in what he was saying. Of course not. And it just bugged me. It just, I was like, the dog doesn't give a shit what you're saying. It's like yeah. looking at its owner off camera or something. And yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the dog's acting bugged The me. dog is counting down until it gets his next doggy treat. <laughs> it's so... It's like, as soon as that man yells, yells cut, I'm going to get a treat. Yeah. Yeah, like, you see, he's like sort of holding him. It seemed like he was trying to, like, walk away. It just mm-hmm. ruins the moment. Like I need him to be transfixed by Christian. Yeah. Like that would I think the scene would work better if but he just seems to not care and it's just, Yeah. And you know. got this like this like veteran actor giving like, giving his all to a dog. It's yeah, just, like, exactly. This dog who doesn't want to be there. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty bad. Yeah, he just sort of it's kind of a crazy sinister moment and he's just like deflated by the dogs like, What you doing, mister? I know, I know. You don't have any treats. My treats are over there. I want to go over <laughs> there. I see more of my treats. Oh, there they are. Give them. <laughs> I'm a Labrador. I like dogs, but like they're they're not the best actors. No, they're no. Just, they're just you know, they're in their own world, and I don't think they have what it takes to be good actors. I've seen scenes, so many scenes with dogs that would have been so much better. Because the dogs, yeah, they're not looking at the right place. Yeah. And they're like, their body is in a weird angle. They're kind of like, you know, it's yeah. like if they were really paying attention, they wouldn't be standing that way, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, that dog doesn't care. No, they're so easily distracted. And, you, and, and, it's, and in like, if it's like a longer scene, I feel like at the end of the scene, you can see the actor's faces like mm-hmm. in relief that they got through it with none of the dog screwing up. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> especially if it ends on the dog having to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. They're always like, yes, he got it. Oh, yay. He yeah, didn't poop yeah. this time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not dogs, but it's related. I was watching this thing on the season one DVD about the boar that they used. That like apparently the oh, boar, apparently the boar that they got were just they were like really lazy and they could barely get them to run, and they they had to like use all the trickery they could to make them look like they were sort of fierce, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because they were just kind of like docile, like <laughs> just like whatever. They they just sort of mildly trot, and now when I watch those scenes from season one, I can see that they're not really doing. Yeah, anything. it's the camera moving really fast. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they fool you, like like oh man, those scary boar. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so like lazy, and I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna walk over here because I yeah, I'm a boar. Uh, yeah, I think that might be part of why we don't see a lot of boar these days. <laughs> well, now the boar all left, remember? Yeah, that whole thing. It was te- He was technically lying, but you know how lost goes. Even if he was lying, they can make it true. Yeah, that was the party line, so it becomes the truth. Yeah, pretty much, yeah.
Yeah. They ate all the boar. <sighs> well, I'm ready for the season to start. Well, me too. I think, uh, I, I really, yeah, I, I guess I know the title. I kind of wish I didn't even know that, but it's it's this, it's the kind of title that, I don't know. It, it feels sort of contrived. It feels like, you know, if they hadn't signed that contract where they were going to have three <laughs> more seasons, like, yeah. they wouldn't be able to call it that. I, yeah, and I feel like they're calling it that because they're in a special situation where they can call it that. Yeah. But it's probably not the best title for the episode. Yeah, yeah. You know? But it's cool. I, I like the idea, like, all right, here we go. This is the beginning of the end. Yeah, like, I kind of like it, too. I guess it, it kind of depends on what happens in the episode, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just, I'm quite sure that if they hadn't done that, it would, it would not be called bad. Yeah. So that's, I don't know, that's weird. But like, I don't know, you know flashback it is. I don't know anything. I don't want to know. Yeah, me either. I don't know any of that stuff. Um, I just realized this new talk shoe client we're using doesn't tell you how long you've been recording. It doesn't. No, I don't see anything. Let me see. I thought mine said that. Oh yeah. You know, when I was muted, I think I think the live audio stream thing told me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a very interesting comment. I just I I, I do think I saw a counter there earlier. So, but so I'd have to like mute you. Yeah, and you I think, see I it. I think if you mute me, I could see it. <laughs> All right, let's test that theory. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right, you're muted. Can you see it? I don't know if you can. Wait it out. What? Oh, you gotta wait. Oh, you know what? I think it's when I'm on the phone. I think I gotta hang up. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think the the the, the thing's disabled. Oh, because you're on call. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so I, I'd have to hang. I'm not going to do that. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, they should have a space like normal that tells you how long your thing's been recorded. They really should. They really should. I, I don't think this one's going to be a problem, but in the future, we should yeah. watch out for that. All right, you want to go to No Country? Okay. Let's go. Welcome All right. to the No Country for Old Men Lowdown. Oh, welcome to Mr. Podcast, the No Country for Old Men cast. Uh, episode one. Episode one of one. Of one, yeah. Yeah, unlike Dexter, we know this will be the only one. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have seen No Country for Old Men. It's, you know, it's garnering awards and nominations and stuff, and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's talking about it. I mean, it's the talk of the town. Um, so, if you haven't seen it, uh, I think, you know, it's a very interesting movie. I mean, Justin and I have never done a movie cast before, so that should tell you how much we like it. Um... So go see it if you haven't, and then come back and listen. <laughs> and I, I suggest that if you haven't seen it and you have any interest whatsoever, I mean, you, you probably shouldn't listen because 
there will be spoilers. Yeah, if you if you have not seen the movie but you think you will want to see it, you don't want to listen to this podcast. And you, I mean, if you don't yeah. think you'll want to see it, you probably don't want to listen to us talking about it. But yeah, but whatever. I guess that's the category where if you really want to hear us talk about a movie you don't want to see, I mean, you know, by all means. But uh, <laughs> and then they'll they'll do that and be at the end and be like, oh, now I want to see it. Sounds yeah. great. Oh, yeah, but the, now. the movie is the type of movie that has certain things that are kind of not better. everyone's gonna like it. Not everyone's gonna like it. And well, it's better I think to see it at least once without knowing what's gonna happen. Yeah, like like the Sixth Sense, but not as not, not as, as much. I mean, it doesn't not as rely much. on, but it does it have some, a big twist. Some plot turns, definitely. So, uh, yeah, and and I mean, we'll have to talk about them. So. You know. Maybe. Uh, okay, so that's yeah, that's my cautionary word of, right. of warning. Spoiler caution done. Mm-hmm. Check. Okay. All right. Well, I liked it. What did you What did you think? <laughs> you know, Roger, I'm giving this one a thumbs up. Uh, okay. It's uh, it's really good. So uh, let's go to commercial. All right, and the balcony is closed. <laughs> Uh, it's Siskel and Ebert and the movies Siskel and Ebert at the movies see because of what you did Gene because of what you did (sighs) you want to flip your quarter he's got such a weird accent in this movie have you ever heard him yeah he does Don't don't put it in your bucket sir <laughs> that was don't, a weird voice. Don't put the quarter, don't put the quarter in your bucket, sir. Like, I don't, I can't do it. But he's, he's got this, yeah, it's got this weird, this weird thing going on. I think that's just his real accent. Is it? I mean, it sounds like a Latin accent, but it's, but it's got like, I feel like I've heard him talk in other movies, and he, I mean, he's doing something different. He's doing. He's doing that, something. I've heard him interviewed, and it sounds. I mean, he's he's like. I don't know. He's doing kind of a voice for the character, but. Yeah. But, I think the accent is mostly his. You think so? Well, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He's like he's supposed to be a character who just sort of you know I don't know descends from somewhere, and he he's not necessarily like fitting in with everybody. Yeah, well, definitely. So, um, I think that's I think that's why they sort of had him use an accent. Yeah. So, so should we talk about what the movie's about? I, I don't know. I don't know how to approach this. I've never done a movie cast before. All right. Should we, well, should we sort of describe the plot? I mean, I mean, if you see, I think it, it'd be helpful. You know, if you've seen happens, it, you know, but. but yeah, it just it just makes sense. I mean, most yeah. reviews would talk about you That's, know. Yeah, they usually do that. Yeah, it, it'll orient us at least. <clears throat> so the basic <laughs> is, um, man, you do it. I don't know how to start. There's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I'm, I'm so... gonna go off on tangents. I I need to. I, I'm not sure how to focus. Okay. Hold on, let me let me get one thing here. Let me look uh, Terribly organized. Terribly. 
Terrorblade. Terrorblade. I love that. That could mean like yeah, either one, <laughs> either way. Wow. Um, okay, so um, No Country for Old Men, um, directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen, you know, <laughs> written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I should mention um, briefly that, uh, in general, I'm a fan of the Cohen brothers, and uh, a little bit of trivia for anyone who's a fan of Cohen brothers, who probably already knows this, but in the past... They've always uh, split the credit between the uh, uh, between like the, one of them was a producer and the other one was a director. Mm-hmm. They always did that. Like with Joel, that. I think yeah. Joel directed. Yeah, yeah, and then they and then they were both credit for writing. They did every movie like that for the longest time. It's the first one where they just went ahead and shared credit because that was the reality the whole time. It just yeah they split it. I don't know why they did that originally, but it just became a thing. I don't know. It's not a big deal, but you know. Producers make more trivia. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um. So okay, so <clears throat> the movie starts with with Tommy Lee Jones playing uh, Sheriff Bell, um, who you you get these shots over the the plains of of like West Texas, and um. And he's talking about basically this this this, this kind of really interesting uh, just story. I mean, he's just kind of talking really about himself, about life, about his job, um, and this leads up to introducing um, Javier Bardem's character, <clears throat> um, Anton Chigurh, who is this like homicidal psychopath killer guy crazy yeah um and so you find him being arrested huh yeah what'd you say sorry (laughs) i just i had a lot to add to that yeah i mean there's a lot more there than obviously just i'm I'm kidding all i said was yeah oh yeah (laughs) um (laughs) You be quiet while I do this. Okay, that's, that's, that sounds like a good point. I can't recap with, with uh, yeah, okay. So, uh, no, I mean, feel free if you want to really add something. Um, um So, anyway, um, what's interesting about the movie is at the beginning of the movie, you find the villain, we find the villain being arrested. Uh, we don't know why, uh, but he's arrested and taken down to the precinct. Uh, down to the jail, and um, and he's on the phone with the sheriff that we've uh, we've heard. We haven't seen Tom Lee Jones' character yet, but we've we've heard his voice from the beginning. And and as soon as this uh, deputy hangs up the phone, you know uh, Anton basically kills him, um, <clears throat> strangles him with the handcuffs. And you know this is you know the very beginning of the movie, and we realize you know who we're dealing with here, which is a, a very crazy guy. He gives. This face, the look on his face when he's strangling the guy is just insane. It is, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh God. You very quickly get to get a sense of who you're dealing with here. Yeah, it's not like it's not normal. Like, er, I'm gonna kill you. It's he's like he looks straight up and mm-hmm. like I don't know what that expression is. It's 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 just sort of I don't know. Kind of it's maniacal. like. Yeah, it's almost like 
it's it's something crazy. I mean, I want to say like not blind rage, but some sort of like very intense some sort of emotion that he's having from that. You know, it's not it's more than just oh, I you know you're trying to stop me and I need to kill you. Yeah, it's something more than that. It's really weird. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, he like he's he's sitting in the background and he sort of he he's handcuffed with his hands behind his back and he pulls his legs through and 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 then walks up behind the guy. You sort of see it happening while the guy's on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um. So and let me just I'll just I'll just be a little bit more general. Um, yeah, I know we could go scene by scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We we're not set up for that. Um, so basically what happens is, um, while he's out hunting, uh, deer, um, what's his name? Uh, Josh Brolin's character, Lou Allen Moss, um, he shoots, uh, he shoots a, uh, is it a deer or is it a Man, antelope? I got so confused about what happened. I still don't understand, like, of the many scenes in the movie, that's the one I understand the least, like. Oh, really? you talking about how, how, what led to what kind of thing? Well, no, kind of. Like, he, he shoots, and I guess he walks up, right, and he sees a blood trail. Yeah, basically, he, he shoots the deer in the distance, and he, he goes to find the deer. And he sees the de- and he, you know, he sees the deer in the, you know, in the distance, and he, he looks down, and he sees a blood trail. But the blood, I believe this is what happens, but the blood trail doesn't lead to the deer. It leads to this dog okay. that is whimpering away. Yeah. Uh, in a different direction. So he decides to not follow the dog or the deer, but to go the opposite direction. Uh, so that's that's what's really... It's not just like the deer led to the dog. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what happened. The deer led to the dog, and the dog leads to this, the end of this big shootout, this drug trade gone bad. Yeah. Uh, but it's really cool. And, you know, it, one of the themes of the movie is fate and, you know, I guess destiny and stuff like that. So... That sort of um, very logical linear path from you know, and literally following a trail, basically, you know, from one thing leads to another thing, leads to the main thing. Yeah, you know? I I thought like he did he shoot the dog or he he didn't he didn't shoot the dog the dog is the dog. the dog got shot at at the big event. Okay, and it's just so, like, okay, Corral, away from that. Like it's I thought away like, from that. I thought he shot the dog, and I was like, I can see he. Dog no, he didn't shoot there? the dog. He shot the deer. Or like, I thought, like, is that supposed to be a deer? Like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys. They're gonna have a big budget, but you can get you can get a real deer, can't you? Yeah. You have to get a dog with no antlers. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's what was cool was he only he only saw the 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 dog's blood trail because he's looking for the deer's blood trail. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That okay. part's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh, that was the other thing. The butcher like started. I don't. I don't understand that. If he didn't shoot the, what? the dog. If the what? The blood trail started. You know it. You know he. he oh, I think it was. I think it was supposed to be the dog. You know, maybe the dog hovered there for a second. I don't think it was. I don't think it had. It was. It had started there. I, it looked to me like it was just like. It was just. Uh, I mean, I think blood, you know, blood trails would be pretty sporadic. That's what gave me the impression, like, you know, the trail, like, going out to the dog, like, it was sort of like a line, you know, and it just seemed to start right at the point where he finds it. That's what made me think he shot the dog. Oh, I think that's, okay, I think that's what it is. He follows the deer trail of blood first, right? 
And then he, and then that crosses past with the dog's blood. Oh, is that what, what happened? Happens. Yeah, because I think because you see the deer in the distance at a certain when he stops before he sees the dog. I think he sees the deer in the distance, and then he and then he sees the dog. Well, I can look at it now. <laughs> I got it up here. It's you know, all right. Yeah. Okay. So he shoots the deer. He's on the plains. Picturesque Texas, dry as ever. He's following the blood trail. It's very casual. He's really not in a hurry. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, so he's following the blood trail. Still following. And here we go. And th- then this, then he sees the blood going in a different direction. It's a dog's blood. So that's when he looks. He goes, okay. wait a minute. This one, because, you know, the other one was going parallel to him. Now this one was going perpendicular to him. Okay. But it doesn't start there? No, it doesn't start there. Okay. All right. And, All right. yeah, it doesn't start there. All right. I missed it. Oh, that's it. what you see. You see, the, you see the dog in the distance, not the deer. The deer, that's the thing. He never, see, he never gets the deer. Like, yeah. He never even <laughs> finds where it is. The great it's not about the deer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't I didn't I wasn't sure if he actually hit a deer or not and I yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean you see him hit the deer. That's what I that's what I thought I saw. <laughs> You're like, was there a dog in the middle of all those deer? Yeah, that's kinda of what I thought. Oh jeez. Yeah, I know. Okay. Well it makes more sense now. So following the trail of the the dog blood <laughs> leads, all very uh, important. This is like ten yeah, five seconds of the movie. And he basically follows the trail, follows where the, you know, where the trail of blood leads to, and it leads to this, uh, the remnants of this big uh, drug deal gone bad. You've got, like, three or four big, like, off-road trucks and, uh, and you know, bullet holes everywhere. There, there's another dog there that's dead, you know, shot with a shotgun. Uh, there's a couple guys dead around on the ground. Uh, Josh Brolin, you know, he's checking everything out, and he... Um, he finds a guy in the truck still half alive who's asking for water, and, you know, he doesn't have any. And then he looks in the back of that truck, and he sees a whole bunch of uh, cocaine. And he realizes, okay, this is what this is. This is a drug deal. And and then he goes back to the guy who's still kind of half alive and asks, uh, which I thought was a great line. You know, he asked for the uh, last man stand in, you know, Ultimo Ombre, mm-hmm. which sounds like – something you would call Kaiser Sose or something. Yeah. It sounds very menacing. I didn't, I forgot about that until I saw the movie again. And I was like, that seems so menacing, you know. Where is the ultimate hombre? <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know. Um, and because he basically knows which that um, that there's got to be money uh, involved in this somewhere and who who is ever the last man standing is, is going to be the guy with the money. So using his hunting skills, he decides, "Hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go find where this guy is." And he he realizes that the guy, you know, is probably gonna be hurt, and if he's gonna, you know, be looking for shelter, basically. And he spots him in the distance at a tree, and he by this time he's dead, and he gets the money. And there starts the plot of Josh Brolin with this money. Uh, how much was it? Like two million dollars? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's. You right. think PayPal would be easier? You know, but they turned a fee now, so... I should mention that this is kind of a period piece. This movie's taking place in, like, n- approximately 1980. So, oh, right. so $2 million is pretty good. 
Yeah. It's it's better than what it is now. Yeah. Which is still pretty good. Which is still pretty good. So yeah, yeah. anyway, it's 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 I don't know. I, I think now like two million dollars might not seem as impressive, but mm-hmm. given that it's in nineteen eighty it's it's for a guy to find in a case it's still pretty impressive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know. Even even now. But like yeah. what he what he goes through, you know, it seems I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and that's an interesting choice. Uh, I mean, the movie is an adaptation based on a book, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming the book takes place then. It does, yeah. Um, it's interesting that they didn't decide to just make it, mod- you know, because it, it really wouldn't affect the plot that much. No, not Except really. for maybe the idea of they, some people would have had cell phones or something. Yeah. You know, that's really the only thing. They make a lot of calls at, you know, pay phones. Yeah. Um, but besides that, you know, it's sort of set in these like rundown towns, so the cars are older anyway. Yeah, so you, you don't really notice. Yeah, you expect it to look like that. So yeah, you know, it so. doesn't seem odd. You know, like probably they would have they would have like a computer at the police station or something. But yeah, it's just you know, and everything feels very small town anyway. Yeah. You know, so yeah. You know, so the fact that it is in the '80s and small town, you know. Yeah, and there, there's a few lines about characters being in Vietnam, which. Which, given their mm-hmm. age, wouldn't be possible if it were. Yeah, that okay. There we go. Yeah, I remember when he asked that, and I was like, "You're not that old," but I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> like, okay, sure. I'm like, I guess I'm not getting it, but that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be in the '80s. Yeah, and if it's in the '80s, then it's then it's doable. Yeah. So he finds this money. And proceeds to try to figure out how to keep this money. And I'm just I'm gonna really just generalize summarize okay. the rest of the thing. You're gonna get way uh, less detail. Yeah, I'm just gonna I got like two more lines. That's the central um, setup. He finds this money and now yeah. he's gonna try to keep it. So now he's gonna try to keep it, but of course he's got Anton Chigur played by Javier Bardem on his trail. And and one of the things that's that's keeping Javier Bardem a step ahead is that he's got or he gets the transceiver for the tracking device that's in the money. Yeah. Uh, which Josh Rowland doesn't know about in the beginning. Um, so... And that tracker I don't know. is an old-fashioned looking thing, too. Yeah, oh, it looks... Yeah, yeah, it looked really old-fashioned. I, I didn't think about that until later. And I'm like, man, that thing really does look old. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's what they should have had back then. Yeah. Surprised it worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what else to do besides just talk about the scenes that are cool. Okay. Uh, maybe we can talk about them in the order that they come. Which I realized from watching this movie again, it's really just like one good scene after another. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? And not in the sense that like all the scenes are good, but just that it feels almost like vignettes almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, like, all the scenes almost kind of have their own thing going on. Yeah. You know, a very decided beginning and end, and they, they kind of just feel like a series of good scenes put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you mean. It, it's sort of episodic. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. So... So... Uh, God, I don't know what to say. Uh, well, I think to me, I'd like to start with, um, what I thought was the first great scene of the movie. 
Okay. Which uh, our sequence really, I, I think it's one of the most well-written things ever. Yeah, yeah, in the no, past that is year really good. at least. That is really good. Um, is the scene basically he he you know like I said before the guy who's half dead at, at this at this crime scene, you know he basically takes the money and you know leaves the leaves the scene leaves got to die. Um, and the guy, you know, asks for water, and so, you know, Llewellyn comes home, and, you know, his he has a little banter with his wife, you know, and and I love, like, you know, she says, what's in the case? He's like, you know, $2 million. She's like, that'll be the day. You know, because <laughs> when your husband comes home with the case, and he says there's $2 million in it, yeah, right, whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he doesn't, and he's like, yeah, I'm serious, and she's like, whatever, you want some dinner? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's being honest, and she's just being, you know, what, she, what she would normally say. What she would say. I, I really like their dialogue in that first scene. I, I don't yeah, know. it's really good. I, I, I like when she goes, uh, she says, uh, where'd you get the gun? He goes, at the getting place. Oh, yeah, yeah. At the getting place. Yeah, one of the best One of the best lines is later, she's like, uh, I don't know, I have a bad feeling about this. He's like, well, I got a good feeling. That should <laughs> <Yeah>. even out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good line, too. Yeah, they're just, I don't know, their, like, banter is really entertaining to me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's stuff we grew up on growing up in Texas. Texans are just very interesting, witty people. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Not that they aren't, but. I don't know, it's like, it's not, um, it's not, like, overly nice, but it's it's sort of friendly like it's like know. it's it's um it's a, it's very uh familiar it's a familiar like dialogue you know what i mean yeah like this is the kind of stuff you say to people you know really well yeah you know where it's not it's very anti-formal yeah is that a word i don't know what that <laughs> unformal <laughs> yeah but it doesn't feel like you know, I think I think in general, you know, in situations like this, they want to establish the relationship, and I think a lot of times they make it a little too saccharine. Like, they're just they're just all like, yeah, so yeah. happy with each other, and and so so it's going to be worse when they're in danger later, you mm-hmm. know, uh, or when one's in danger and the other is trying to stop it or, or whatever, you know. Uh, uh, I just uh, yeah I like the casual sort of familiarity of it all. It was, it was nice and like reasonable. They didn't hate each other clearly. Like you know they. Well yeah I think I think it painted them like a regular couple like yeah. you know who you know they're just they're just hanging out like it's not a big de- you know like this is their normal routine you know they're not super like lovey dovey you know and they're not at each other's throats yeah you know they're just like going about their business mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, okay, so the point was that, uh, in the middle of the night, he, um, I guess has a trouble, trouble sleeping because, you know, this guy yeah. asked for water and he this didn't give it to This is something that occurs later. I, I like this, the sort of two times this happens. Yeah, I mean, the movie, like I said, you know, has a lot to, you know, plays a lot with the idea of fate and, and, and things like that, and so... You know, kind of the idea is that if he wouldn't have been such a nice guy into yeah. wanting to come back to give this guy water, things wouldn't have played out the same way. And so he goes, he, so he gets a big jug of water, you know, and he, he tells his wife, you know, that, he, you know, he's, he's going to go do something stupid because he knows going back to this, you know, crime scene is, is just a bad idea. Yeah. Because uh, he knows people are going to be looking for the money and or the drugs. 
any, you know, soon. So anyway, he drives back out there, and 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 the scene is just so well. I mean, Roger Deakins is one of the best DPs ever, man. Like he shoots most of the Coen Brothers stuff, and yeah, all their movies look great. And anyway, I just I just love that shot. You know, he parks his truck at the uh, top of the canyon, and it's just yeah. a little bit blue backlit, <laughs> and everything yeah. else is just like dark, and you got this huge background and foreground, and. And and they do this really cool suspenseful thing where he keeps looking back to the top of the ridge, you know, and like he looks back to the last time and there you know, his truck is by itself and, and you realize like, you know, if someone did come there you could kinda tell before they, you know, found you, you know. Yeah. And then, you know, then he um So what happens? He goes back to the guy and the by the time dead. he even Yeah, the guy's dead. So it was like pointless to him come back out there. Yeah. And then he looks back, he hears something, he looks back, and there's a second truck up on the ridge. Yeah. And uh, and these guys. It was great. It was really, it was very scary. Because, you know, you knew it was going to, you knew it was going to happen. You did, yeah. You know, but it was like, oh, well, you know, because that's his escape, it's his truck. Yeah. He's out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like, okay, well, now they just cut off your escape plan. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you don't, you're um, sort of like stuck. And, like, I just. Uh, uh, it just the way they shot it made it seem like that car just appeared there, you know. Like, yeah, it wasn't it, it there. Did. It wasn't there, and then all of a sudden, like there it is. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's there, and luckily, you know, it, you know, it hasn't been too long, but you don't know exactly how long. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what's kind of creepy. And then you you can tell that they're like uh, flattening his tire, so you know, there's no point for him to go back to that mm-hmm. truck. Yeah, and he's then, like, he's like, yeah, this was really a bad idea. He was right. Yeah, and so what what ensues is one of the best scenes of the movie, and, and I think the first great scene of the movie. Um, the, when the the guys in the truck, uh, and these guys are the the Mexicans, right? Yeah, these They're, are the Mexicans who part of the drug. Deal. Yeah, involved with the people who were involved in the drug deal gone bad. Yeah, so they start chasing him down and trying to gun him down, basically. Um, they're in a truck. They're in a truck. He's, he's on, on foot. foot. He's just running away. I'm like, man, this can't work. Yeah, luckily he runs far enough to where he gets to the edge of a cliff, a little, well, not really a cliff, but a... A drop-off. A drop-off, yeah. And as he as he dives off of this drop off, he gets shot in the shoulder. Um, and then he there's a little river down there, and he starts swimming. But they they release the dog. Yeah. And the dog starts chasing him. And of course, once the guy's in the water, you think, oh, okay, well the dog's gonna stop. The dog's not gonna get wet. Then the dog jumps in the water and and starts swimming downstream after after Llewellyn. And you think, okay, well the dog's gonna give up because it's a dog and yeah. and it's swimming now. What what is this dog doing? Yeah, you know, but then he, the dog is still chasing you. So you, you know, so you've gone from you know this this sort of nighttime scene at in the like the little canyon, and now you're like it's sort of dawn, and you know, and now you're in the river rapids. Yeah, uh, and then and so finally he swims downstream a bit, and then gets back onto the other side of the, the bank, and um, and but and then the dog does likewise and starts coming after him like he swims to the shore and it just like resumes this you know chase um and 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 then Llewellyn takes out his gun and and has to like dry a couple of components which I wouldn't have thought to do because I don't know if my guns I would have just shot and I guess it wouldn't have worked yeah uh but he had to dry some things out and stuff because his gun got wet and he sh- and then he shoots the dog right as the dog is dropping at him and yeah. uh 
It's a great, it's a great scene. It's I have to give scene. credit to that dog actor. We were kind of very good dog actor. Yeah, very good I dog totally actor. believe that dog was like going for his throat. Yeah, like yeah. it was, it was a good jump there. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's the thing. I think dog actors are good when they have to do something. Yeah. But when they just have to sit there, yeah. you know, that's when it's really bad. Maybe that's when the key. When yeah. they have to, like, pay attention, like, no, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. And that was the other thing, too. You know, he took off his boots before he started swimming. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, like, if I had boots on, I guess I, I don't know. I guess I guess I would have taken them off. I think people who wear boots know to take boots off when you go swimming. But yeah. I don't wear boots, so I feel like I would have kept them on and drowned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I hope I would have realized that would have been the thing to do. It's been a long time since I wore shoes in the swimming pool, but uh, uh, I remember it being really weird. Yeah, it is weird. But I, I'm just thinking, like, if you're if you're gonna go, and I guess I thought he was just gonna go cross. I didn't think he was gonna swim. Yeah. Because so, you, you're going to want your shoes when you get out of the water, yeah, and he as does. he did, yeah, <laughs> as he got his feet torn up. Yeah, he had to deal with that. So basically, the end of that scene is he, he basically gets, you know, he is, he's killed the dog, he's far away from the bad guys, and he is, um, you know, he, he's going to basically get, get back home now. Um, so I know what the next good scene is, and I think you do too. <laughs> um, oh. Wait, I think I know. Is the next good scene the gas station? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You want to talk about it? Okay. So you, want me to, you want me to say what happens? If you want. Okay. Uh, There's your lead-in. So, um, uh, oh, so to fill in the story of, of Mr. Shigur, uh, he uh he killed Sam. Sugar? He no. Uh Sugar. Oh, really? Wow. Sounds not like Mr. Sugar. sugar. Mr. Sugar. <laughs> he ain't Mr. so sugar. sweet. <laughs> Mr. Sugar ain't so sweet. <laughs> no. So he uh so he kills the the deputy at at the beginning then he takes the uh police car <laughs> and he pulls someone over. And using his strange weapon, uh, kills this guy and takes his car. Uh, and uh, uh, and then uh, so so then he's he's driving his car and he stops for gas and that's the setup for this. Okay. Um. Uh. uh I mean, in general. Uh. Uh. uh was I gonna say? Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, so he, so he stops for gas. He goes inside. I mean, this is such a. This and he is, finds a magical surprise. This is so very mundane, but it, it's a great scene. So he goes in there um, to uh, to uh, to to pay for his gas and to buy some kind of like candy or what was that he was eating? Like some sort of candy. Some kind of candy, uh, and. Uh, uh so he he goes up and you know to pay for the the candy and the gas and uh um uh, uh basically the you know it's not much is happening <laughs> and then the 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 gas station attendant decides to say something like you, you get a lot of rain up your way and uh uh 
and and this sort of sets him off. I don't know. He really doesn't like this question. Um, uh, he, you know, the, the, a long, a, a long. You want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> Should I? I'm having do trouble. Need, do you need to tag me in? <laughs> I'm floundering here. I, I don't. I don't know how to do this justice. Um, okay, so basically what happens is um, Javier Bardem's character, Anton Chigurh, he's he's trying to pay for his gas and buy the candy like Justin says. And the, 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 this older, you know, he's in his probably late 60s, 70s, uh, gas station attendant. He actually runs the place. He owns the place, uh, which the, the means by which we'll talk about soon. And, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so he makes an idle comment, being neighborly, being friendly. He goes, you, you know, you get a lot of rain your way. And, and you know, he, Anton says, you know, what way is that? He goes, well, I've, I've, he basically says, I've seen you coming and going. I know you're from Dallas. And he goes, well, what business is it of yours where I'm from? And so this began, you know, so this this sort of questioning, this sort of um, uh, intrusion upon his privacy uh, sort of, sets out this, uh, this this really cool scene. And, and so now this guy has basically opened up Pandora's box because now he's under the, the microscope of this serial killer who wants to basically get some retribution for this, this sort of intrusion of his privacy. So um, he, he starts to basically generally antagonize the guy asking questions like, um, well, the, um, now I forget the first part. Um, yeah, why the guy gets scared? He get, I forgot why he got scared in the very beginning, but the guy was basically, you know, he was getting bad vibes from Anton because Anton was giving very bad vibes, and the guy was like, "Well, you know, we need we need to close up now." And he goes, "Oh yeah, what time do you close?" And he goes, "We close now." He goes, "Well, now is not a time. When do you close?" You know, being very like, this is this is the first scene where we got to see sort of the um, psychology of the character, I think, in terms of his personality and his, and his, um, where he comes from, from a very, like, um, I don't know, uh, fundamental level, I guess, you know, his, um, his, his sort of way about doing things and his interpretation of, of things, basically. The idea that, that things aren't sort of, you know, um, Things are just how they appear to be. There's no sort of extra magic or anything like that, you know. Um, so it's a very like simple, straightforward kind of thinker, I think, um, to a certain degree. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, so long story short, there's some other good stuff that I forget. But long story short, um, you know, he he basically he 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 threatens to like come back. You know, he goes, "Oh, do you live in the old house in the back?" He goes, yeah. He goes, well, maybe I'll come back when you're when you're when you're sleeping. And he goes, well, why? We'll be closed, you know. So little creepy things like that. And so Anton tells him he takes out a quarter and says, "What's the most you've ever lost in a coin toss?" And the guy's like, "Well, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I can't really say, you know." And and Anton flips the coin and wants him to call it, you know. And the guy is like, "Well, what, you know, what am?" what are the stakes here? You know, what do I stand, what do I stand to lose, to, to gain, you know, if I get it right. And Anton says he stands to gain everything, which is what, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? Um, and so after, after a good, a good amount of, you know, hesitation on calling this, um, and a very, you know, very interesting that he didn't just give in immediately and call it. 
because I think it is worthwhile to know, okay, well, what, you know, you can't just flip a coin and ask me to call it. You know, I need to know, you know, what yeah. the stakes are. I mean, I think already, you know, with the like, you know, what time do you go to bed? I go to bed about 9.30. I could come back there. Like, he's he's already sort of made veil threats. And so. Yeah, I he's think- already made veil threats. It's, it's fairly obvious that if this guy doesn't get the, Get the doesn't guess the the coin toss right that he's going to be murdered. Yeah, like he's he's guessing that's probably what's up, and he's just not you know he he's not ready to just go for it yet. Mm-hmm. He wants to kind of stall. Like, okay, what are we talking about? Let's maybe I don't know. Yeah. So um so the guy basically calls he calls heads and Anton moves his hand and we see that it's heads. And uh, he goes, you know, it's your lucky day, sir. And he gives him the quarter, and he's, you know, he's about to put the quarter in his pocket, and he tells him, you know, don't, don't put the quarter in your pocket, sir, um, you know, because it'll just get, you know, it's a special quarter, it's your lucky quarter, uh, you know, if you put it in your pocket, it'll just get mixed around and become just regular, you know, regular change, which it is. Which it is. <laughs> Um, so it was a very, and that, that part was crazy because you, you thought you got a handle on what he was, oh, oh, okay, this is a special coin, and now, okay, he's got this, like, you know, emphasis on this, this, you know, this symbol or whatever, but then it's like, you know, oh, praise this symbol, then it's like, oh, no, it's not that special. Yeah. So it's like, you don't, you don't really know which way to go with that, and, um, oh, that's the other thing I meant to mention in that middle part of the scene when he... Anton seems to take issue that the man was, um, you know, he didn't own the place outright. His, it was his, his wife's uh, father's place, his father's-in-law's place. He kind of inherited the place. And, and Anton said, you know, you, oh, so you married it. So you married into it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy was like, well, you can put it that way if you want. And Anton's like, well, I'm not trying to put it anyway. That's the way it is. You know, mm-hmm. like, so he's very like straightforward, logical kind of thinker, I think. Uh, in his own way. In his own way, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> He's a little bit too offended by, like, an idle question. But, uh, uh, you know, because I don't think the guy really knew or cared where he was from. But, uh, it, uh, I'm sorry. Is this podcast still being recorded? Yeah. Well, I just got an error. My thing just closed. Oh, uh, it said it lost the connection. Yeah, you know, I saw. Um, yeah, I saw that you were gone, but the thing still says it's being recorded. Okay, so, I'm sure it would have said something. Yeah, yeah, I, I, you're you're showing up as being uh, on the phone, but not on the computer part. There you are. Okay, well, there I am. Back. Yeah, I think I think everything's okay. All right. Back to the podcast. Back to the podcast, yeah. Um, um so great scene. Yeah, yeah. This this scene is like it's yeah, as far as like his character goes, it's 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 you know, one of the more revealing. Mhm. Um The movie's very um uh what's the word? I think like, it, it lets you know that this guy is he's not really he's not the terminator. Like, he, he's, you know, he's not just going to kill everybody that gets in his way, no matter what. Which is what. worse. 
Yeah, and I think that I think I think that's the kind of thing that makes his character more interesting and it makes him scarier is that you don't you don't really know why he's going to kill you. Yeah. You don't know if he will kill you or not. Maybe he'll let you go. Maybe you'll guess the coin toss right. Maybe you yeah. won't. Like to me that's scarier than just knowing, you know, this this maniacal person is going to kill anybody who is in his way. Right. Know? Yeah, exactly. It's it isn't predictable, you know, like yeah. someone like that. I mean, they're still a threat, but at least you know what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like he he just sort of you know he lets this guy go on a whim after kind of toying with him for a while, you know. And there's this I don't know like the fact that he kind of you know I think he sort of relished doing that, mm-hmm. you know. Just like, yeah, and it seems like you know, and this this the, the the coin toss idea is is brought up in the movie some more, and um, it seems like they're playing with a lot of things, but the idea that he is. Um, How do I say it? That with the coin toss, it's it's basically his way of letting the other person determine their own fate. Yeah. You know, which is kind of interesting. Um, because he, you know, he says a lot of times in the movie, you know, like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here, almost I'm here because I'm here. You know, I'm supposed to be here because I'm here, you know, kind of thing. And, uh, and I guess... What's, what's weird to me, the flaw with this system, I think, is, is like, you know, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to kill this station clerk because he offended me, mm-hmm. but I won't kill him if fate doesn't want me to, and the evidence of that will be by if this guy calls it correctly. Mm-hmm. But it's like, he wouldn't have to call it correctly if you didn't just on a whatever, for a reason, want to kill him, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like he's he's creating these these instances of needing fate to intervene right. you know, or, or him wanting fate to intervene to say what the decision should be. Yeah. You know, which is, which is what's interesting. It's like his, his logic system doesn't really make a lot of sense, or at least I don't think we, you know, we get enough information to make it make sense. Yeah, no, definitely you know? not. So, so yeah. So like, you know, like we said, you don't really know what he's going to do or where he's really coming from. Cause sometimes, you know, he says, don't put the, the, the special quarter in with the rest of your change, you know, cause it'll just become a regular coin, but it is. Yeah. And is that, is that his point or does he mean the opposite of that? You know, like, right. you know, uh, but I was going to say the movie is very, I don't want to say it balance isn't really the word, but, um, but I think they 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 take time to show certain aspects of Llewellyn and then certain aspects of you know the protagonist and the antagonist, and it's kind of this like duality thing going on, you know. Because I think I think this scene, seeing the sort of um, how Anton thinks, uh, is analogous to the the previous scene with Llewellyn, you know, seeing how he thinks, you know. Yeah. Uh, at the at the little crime scene thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know their sort of skills and stuff, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. So what? Uh, it's what definitely a setup, you? and it and it's, I mean, it's it's technically a superfluous scene. You don't you don't need it for the plot. Yeah. But, well, um, the only thing you need it for is later with the coin toss with the with the wife. It does I mean, set up the coin toss, yeah. but but besides that, uh, it's you know it's 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 really just his character development. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, this it really caught my attention. Like, I, I think before that, the movie is one thing, <laughs> and 
you know, uh, once his character sort of lets himself be known as the kind of person he is, it it, it takes on a different quality. Yeah, and I and I and I think it's interesting that that the scene that you know is ta- you know is telling you what kind of movie it is is in a scene that we've seen before. You know, the serial killer with someone, particularly in a gas station, but with someone that's expendable to the plot. Yeah. You know, you would think in a scene like this, the guy would have died. Yeah. We would. This would have been a chance for us to see the guy, the killer, kill. Yeah. You know, and they they took so they took this familiar opportunity and basically made it a way to show character. You know. Yeah. Which is which is good. Yeah. And he's just not. I don't know. I'm not. Whatever kind of character he is, I. I, I haven't seen a lot of, and so it, it's just sort of draw draws me in. I, I want to know, you know, what this guy's deal is, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, and it just sort of it just sort of hooked me in the movie. Like I, I the, the other sequence was really good, but I think you know I think his character like takes the movie from being from from being a just a pure sort of. Um, genre kind of movie to to something slightly different from that. Mhm. You know, it it gives it this 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 extra quality that wouldn't be in a movie like that normally. The sort of Cohen brothers quality maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I have to I have to give some credit to the to the whoever wrote the the novel. Uh, yeah, well, I'm sure because the the character is definitely there, and I I mean I think they they stuck to it pretty closely. There's a few things that were their idea. I I believe the dog was theirs. I remember hearing that, but uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, yeah, I got I got I got to give him credit too. All right, duly noted. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think this is like, yeah, I I think this is the scene that, you know. If they do an Academy Awards ceremony, they'll probably show. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Yeah, because this scene, like, is getting played a lot. Yeah. Like, when I watch, like, stuff from this movie, they they do clips from this scene a lot. Really? Wow. Yeah. You go to the website, and it's it's quotes from this scene, like... Yeah, wow. (laughs) The, yeah, I, I think they know this scene is really good. Mm-hmm. So, what next scene are we talking about here? I guess I guess we should talk about the the next big one, which is introducing uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, oh, what scene would that be? Um, that's the one where he comes out to the. Uh, where the cars are. He oh, sees okay, the aftermath. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Right. Um And this is the first time you see him, right? Or yeah, 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 okay. This is the first time you, you see, see him, him at home, yeah. So um Yeah, you see him at home. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I'm just gonna say what you say. Yeah, yeah, just repeat me and you'll be fine. <laughs> um <laughs> So Tommy Lee Jones goes out to the he's called out to uh the aftermath of this big shootout. Um actually I think he I think he actually is called out to the is it the the Anton when he when he killed the guy for the car, maybe? Isn't that what first Yeah, I, I think that I think that first. I don't know why the car's on fire though. I don't either. 
<laughs> I don't either. That was weird. Yeah, it was just like, and it was like off the road and like. Now he does like blow up a car later in the movie. I, I don't know if we're supposed to think maybe that's what he did, and he just did it off screen or something. Well, but he did that for a specific reason. He did do that for a specific reason, but. Anyway, um, by you know, not directly, but anyway, they go out to the crime scene, um, and you know they see, and it's it's Tommy Lee Jones, uh, Sheriff Bell, is that his name? Yeah. And the deputy. Ed Tom Bell. Ed Tom Bell, yeah. Um, and Ed and the deputy, and um, they're looking around, and they and they basically piece together what's going on here. By this point in the movie. Um, some middle management with the people who are, I guess, I guess we're trying to buy the drugs, maybe. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like it's their money, so I feel like they were buying the drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, they meet Anton yeah, out in right the, yeah, yeah I, they meet Anton out at the crime scene at the big shootout. And, you know, they're trying to figure out what's going on, what the next step should be. Anton finds the transceiver for the tracking device and the money, and then he shoots um, He shoots his two sort of bosses. But I guess a guy like this doesn't have any bosses. Yeah, he's really... Little, little, he's, little do his bosses know. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's really strange like that. You can get him to do something for you, but he might kill you if you, you know, do the wrong thing. Yeah, when he doesn't need you anymore, I think you're. Yeah, and it's just so out. weird. It's like you're a killer for hire, and like you're just gonna you're gonna dictate the circumstances under which you'll allow yourself to be hired, and like mm-hmm. at any point you can just turn on your employer. Like it's just so weird. Like I wouldn't want to hire this guy. He's, yeah, he's yeah. Too unpredictable. <laughs> but yeah, by the time you've hired him, you can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. It's too late, and he's just gonna keep going. Like he doesn't even care anymore. Yeah. It's, it's like <laughs> you killed the guy that hired you. Why are you still like going doing all this stuff? Yeah, it makes it seem like he wanted the money for himself or something. Like you, you don't really know why he's so obsessed. And even yeah, you know, even when he gets the money back, it's you know, it's still he's still doing thinks he shouldn't do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what his motivation really is other than some sort of personal um, code or something. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's what it's supposed to be. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, because so this is what the sheriff and the deputy, and they're, they're piecing together this. So they see, they see the original dead bodies from the drug trade gone bad, and then they see the two dead bodies that Anton shot the night before, and they they kind of and and to their credit they realize what's going on. You know, it's good that they didn't spend the whole time like trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Like I don't know. I guess a TV show would have done. And um. And so off they go. I don't really do anything. No, they got, but they, they figured it out pretty quickly. I like when the uh, when the deputy says. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, oh, I'm going to get the line wrong, and it'll ruin everything. Oh, oh, Hell's Bells, they even shot the dog? No. Uh, no, it was, uh, let me see, I'm looking at the script. Let me see if I can pull this up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, so this was earlier, getting set to trade, then, whoa, differences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That was a weird one. Whoa, differences. Whoa, differences. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's the way you sum up this scene. It's it's mm-hmm. funnier if you see it. <laughs> like, whoa, differences. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, I, I really like that line. This 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 scene is very Fargo-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. The scene with uh, Frances McDormand and her, like, deputy or whatever uh investigating the scene of the cop that gets shot in Fargo it's like has a very similar tone it's you know they're they're doing their you know sort of sort of Minnesota kind of thing mm-hmm. you know with the same kind of scene and the same sort of you know they figure it out you know also yeah and it's i don't know they're they're strangely similar scenes given that i i don't think they necessarily made up this scene but there's, I don't know. There, there, well, there's, it's it's the it's the cops solving a crime, but but showing their personality doing it. Yeah. Which you know. Yeah. It's 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 regional cops like solving a crime. I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's the thing. Regionally. Regionally. Um. Yeah. So. Where are we? Um. So they go off. Um. Anton comes looking for uh, Llewellyn. He, he, I think he, is he the one who prized the inspection or registration number yeah. off the truck? So, yeah, so he tracks him down. He tracks where trailer park he lives at. And, and by this time, of course, he's, he's a little, he's one step ahead. So he's already, him and his wife are already gone. Yeah, they, they left. Uh, he, he, sent, he sent the wife off to... Odessa? Odessa, yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, so he's putting her on a bus to Odessa while he, uh, I think her mom lives in Odessa. Yeah, her mom's there, yeah. So he's, and then he's going to go off and try to deal with, I don't know why he's, where is he going? He's going to go do something. What? What did he say? What was his excuse? I don't remember. He said he was going to. I don't think he had one. No, he, there was some reason he was going to go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When was that? Anyway, that was that was was that before that scene? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? It's, it should yeah. have been on the bus when he said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember what he said. Doesn't really matter. So uh, okay, I guess. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that he's supposed to be running away because he left his car there. He's supposed to be running away. What do you mean? Yeah. Okay. He's yeah. He says. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. So he. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 realized he left his car there. He believes people are going to show up soon, and so he's he's getting her safe and running off in another direction. He doesn't want to be with her because he he believes he's going to be in danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even imminently. So that's 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 the idea. Like he's not necessarily doing anything. He just he just wants to get her out of the way. Yeah, he just wants out. to get her out of the way. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so Sugar goes to the trailer park and uh he does his patented blow the lock in move where he uh takes his little weapon uh he's got this canister uh, 
with it's a cattle gun with a tube connected to it. Yeah, oh. later you discover this is this is a gun that you kill cattle with. I guess it fires out a little cylinder and then retracts it. Uh, uh, so it, it has this can- canister of like whatever that that shoots the thing out. Compressed air. Compressed air, I guess. And so so he puts this up to like door locks and blows them in, and that's his uh, method for. Uh, getting into places. breaking and entering yeah it's a it's a nice method i haven't seen it before i gotta yeah. get that and it's clean Mm-hmm. very very clean so he goes in the house and like it really like it really creeped me out like when he he goes in there you know he sort of reads his mail and then he sits down on a couch and he decides to have some milk and then he just stares at himself like Seemingly in the TV reflection, mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. That was just weird. Like I don't know what he's doing. Like I, I, I thought he was trying to get a sense of um, who the guy was who lived there. Um, Do you think? Oh, and okay. I, yeah, and I because he, he gets a bottle of like he gets a bottle of milk, and I mean I don't think you see him drink it, but he gets it out, and. Um, and just sits it on the table, and it seems like he's oh the sheriff drinks it later. The sheriff drinks really it later, weird. which I'm <laughs> like this guy's milk. I'm like, well, I think he was trying. He was, I what I thought he was trying to do was tell how long the milk had been out because he uh, says that line about that it's still sweating, but then he, but then like right around the time he tastes it, he says more specifically how long it's been. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what that really like. Okay. He, he got a glass because he's really just trying to see how cold milk. it is. I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm like this killer could have just like poisoned this milk and left. You know, like why would you yeah. drink this? I didn't even think about that. I was just bothered by the fact that he was like stealing this guy's milk. Oh, <laughs> you know, walk in his house and hey, there's some milk. I'll just have some. Like, come on. Don't do that. Yeah, so it, it's kind of weird what Shigeru's doing by just sitting there kind of staring at, at himself. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, he's got the tracker, so it's like – but I guess it's not in range yet. I guess that's why he's trying to figure out which direction to go. So yeah. I, that's my idea. So he's trying to figure out who this guy is, what he's going to do. But what's really interesting is later when the sheriff and the deputy come to the trailer, you know, like we were just saying, that the sheriff sits down in the same spot. He pours himself a glass of milk, and he, you know – then we see that he's looking at his reflection yeah. in the mirror in the in the TV, and it looks like he's sensing that Shigeru was there, almost like Shigeru left an impression of himself there. Yeah, yeah. And now, and now, like the 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 the, the sheriff is picking it up. Yeah. So I don't know. That was weird. Yeah, and he and he notices that the lock was blown out. Yeah. Which which, which comes in later. Yeah, very much so. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I got that sense too. There's a few times where that happens—a strange, like, mirror image scene, you know, mm-hmm. something happening and then happening later in slightly different context. Yeah, they're big on duality in this movie. So. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, there's—I mean, there's several examples of that. I—I I never realized how many there were until I. Mm-hmm thought about it and sort of watched it a few times but there's just yeah i don't know it's 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 uh yeah but he's he's he yeah he gets this he gets a sense like there's someone 
you know, someone someone's after um uh Llewellyn and 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 this someone is I don't know, possibly a problem. Mhm. So, um the next part of the movie we ha- we see Llewellyn checking into a cheap motel. Um, he, you know, sort of checks on his, uh, wound and everything and, um, <laughs> oh, tries to figure out where he's going to hide this money. Um, you he sees an, the option. Yeah, the lady. He sees the, um, the air vent and decides, okay, that'll be a good place to hide the money. So he, you know, gets a little screwdriver and, uh, takes the vent, takes the screws off the vent, takes the vent off and, um, um, <clears throat> And in, in, in a in a very, you know, MacGyver sort of way, um, sort of and later too, you know. This is very he, MacGyver. Yeah, he he um he tie he gets he, he gets his little I guess he has like a leatherman, which I think anyone any any person like this character would, would definitely have a leatherman uh with them. Um and so he, you know, uses the knife and he cuts part of the um the uh the the cord on the blinds and he ties that to the briefcase. And then he uses um, some sort of long pole. I don't know where he got the. He, he takes it from the closet. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. So then he uses that to push the briefcase all the way to the back of the vent where it makes a turn, uh, and he pushes it over so that if you looked, if you actually looked in it, you wouldn't see it right away. Um, you know, if you were looking for it, you'd see it, but uh, but he, you know, he kind of hides it to a big degree. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so what happens after that? He hides it, then, uh, Shiger's making phone calls, trying to figure out where, uh, Llewellyn is. He calls, like, the mom in Odessa, and she's like, why would I know where he is? Mm-hmm. You know, his mother-in-law. Right. Uh, Llewellyn goes out to buy some new boots and some new socks, because uh, his are all bloodied from his feet bleeding. Uh, and then when he comes back to the hotel later that night, he sees that there is a truck parked in front of his room, and uh, it looks like the same trucks that we saw at the at the big shootout. And so he tells the cab driver to keep going, and um, you know, and <laughs> and then one of the one of the good lines of the movie, the cab driver is like, "Hey man, I don't want to get caught in some sort of jackpot here," you know, which I, I think is a great. <laughs> a great way to take a situation like that. Like, I don't want to win the big prize, you know, because mm-hmm. the big prize ain't fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but he ends up taking him to a different hotel. Um, and then uh, there's some scenes in between. But the end of that scene, end of this whole thing is the next day Llewellyn comes back and, and checks checks into a different room at the hotel. One that is on the opposite, is on the other side of the room he previously uh, had. Um, and he basically, in the very MacGyver fashion, as I said before, um, he goes to a, a camping, like a like a outdoor supply place and, and basically buys a lot of, uh, gets a lot of tent poles and he, and duct tape and tapes, and tapes the tent poles together and duct tape together and some parts of hangers together and makes this really long grappling hook thing and goes up to the vent and grabs the suitcase full of money 
that he stashed up there in the other room, he grabs it from the other side, which is good for him because... Really good for and him. And in his room, his old room, um, Anton Shigura busts in with his patented, you know, cattle, cattle stun gun to the... Mm-hmm. Cattle gun to the uh, lock trick and... Uh, Bust in, and now not only does he have his 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 cattle gun, but he's got his um, I don't know what to call it. This this super gun that shoots ball bearings, or I don't know what it shoots. Yeah, that gun was crazy. It's some sort of compressed air. It gun. seems like it spits stuff. Like every time yeah, he it shot, it seemed like it was just like. <laughs> yeah, it, it's some sort of something crazy, and it shoots multiple projectiles. Uh, sort of like a shotgun, but cooler. Yeah. And um, and so he busts into the room, and, and of course, if you've seen the movie, and hopefully have, because you shouldn't listen to this if you haven't. Um, but if you've seen the movie, um, this scene is weird because you don't really know the logistics of what room this really is, or where he really is, or what's really going on. Um, but uh, but he busts into the room, and he he basically there's like there's one guy. Uh, in the in the main room there on the bed and and what's cool is I didn't notice it the first time when he shoots him he shoots his arm off but it's still like dangling like his forearm is like broken in two I don't know if you caught that but like that's the first shot and then he shoots him again which like knocks him over and really yeah yeah him yeah I did but, like that, that first shot just like mangles his arm which yeah. is just, like crazy uh, I saw that this time I didn't notice that the first yeah yeah. And uh, and then he goes into the the back the bathroom and there's two guys in there and he kills those guys, um, but you know he's he's thinking you know where's you know where's the money where's the money, and uh, and also point, wondering how they knew where he was, how they knew where who was, how the guys he just killed knew where Llewellyn was. Oh. I didn't know. I don't even know that. They uh, also uh, uh, they also had a thing. A tracker. Yeah. And they couldn't find the money. I think. Well, I mean, you don't really know what happened, but uh, I'm guessing that uh, uh, that they they were there they, all night. I, I'm guessing that they. Uh, yeah, that they yeah that they couldn't find the money. So they like they got in the room. They're like, we know it's in this room somewhere, but they couldn't find it. And they're just like, we're just gonna hang out till he comes back. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, that's weird. I knew, I didn't think about how they found him. I didn't I didn't think about that. And I didn't think Anton knew who had the money, but now I realize he does know who has the money. I was thinking he thought. I think he, I was thinking he killed them because he thought they had it. Oh. Because uh, he didn't know who took it, but now I remember he 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 tracked the guy down. He went to his place, so yeah. he knew it was them. He knew it was him. So yeah, um, that's weird. That's weird that we were just supposed to think that they they just couldn't. They didn't think to look in the vent. They're just like, well, <laughs> it's here somewhere. <laughs> it's here somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Say la vie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's strange because I think that also has a mirror image later in the movie. Because <laughs> I think the same thing happens to them later. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's they just, weird. They never figure out, like, put it in the vent. And why did, why did they, 
Well, I got a theory about that whole thing. Uh, I got a big thing about that whole sequence of events. But um, why do why do they have a tracking device? It's not their money. Well, I think I think there's a line later. Um, let me see. I don't want to mess this up. Um, don't mess it up. I'm gonna mess it up. Don't be messing. Man, it what's up. The, what's that thing called? What's what? I don't know what it's called. Let me see if I can just find that scene. What are you talking about? Uh, the tracking device? Yeah. Is there a name for that? Tracking device? Tracker? Tracker Pro 3000? <laughs> no. Um, okay, no, that's too far. Let's see. <laughs> I'm going to find it soon. I just know it. Transponder. Transponder is that is that it? Yeah, there's a, they've been using that word in the script. Oh, here here it is. Oh shit, I lost it. God, man, I just saw it. I just saw it. Just carry on without me. Um, All right. <laughs> Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island, <laughs> and it's filled with criminals. Discuss. Uh oh oh oh, almost there, almost there. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Um, oh, you're talking about the one with him and Woody Harrelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He. Okay, okay. So there's that late, way later in the movie, um, when when Sugar kills the the guy in the office. Uh huh. The way the guy in the office. Which office? The the guy who hires Woody Harrelson. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um. Yeah, he's like in a, like a you know tall building office kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of Dallas. I'm assuming it, it's a, an odd location for the movie. You know, it stands out from everywhere else they are. Um, I'm assuming it's Dallas. Yeah, maybe. I I never really I don't know. Although they were pretty close to the Mexico border, I can't believe he really drove back up to Dallas. Yeah, I was ne- yeah uh, I was never clear about where that was supposed to be, but yeah. So he so he kills that guy. And uh and then and then he's talking to the he's talking to the guy uh uh the other guy that he didn't shoot. The accountant. The accountant guy, yeah. And he, he says that he gave them a receiver and then the accountant guy says he he felt the more people looking and then gets cut off with Sugar saying that's foolish, you picked the one right tool. So I guess the the idea is uh what he said, that's supposed to be the explanation. I thought he was saying Oh, okay, we gave a cost as people a receiver. Oh, okay. I thought he was saying he gave Woody Harrelson a receiver. Oh. I thought he was saying that's because it's like that's weird to get. I don't know. I don't know what kind of business they're. I mean, I guess they trust each other or something. It seems like whoever got the money was going to keep keep the money. You yeah, know? it's pretty it's, odd that they trust each other given the. Blowout yeah, that I know. They just had this big blowout, and the and the drugs were gone, and it's like, you know, it seems like you wouldn't you wouldn't want the the, the bad you know your enemy to be getting your money. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, apparently he felt the more people looking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he thought like they could find it and 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 then 
you know, he could get somebody to take it from them and that'd be easier. Or I don't know, but, uh, uh, but that's supposed to be the explanation. Oh, is he, does he really use birdshot in his gun? Is that what this line is after that? He says, you pick the one right tool. For instance, I use birdshot so as not to blow the window. I don't remember that in the movie. I don't either. I think they cut that. <laughs> okay, so maybe that's movie. what's in his gun. Maybe that's what's in his gun. Maybe so. That maybe makes so. that makes more sense. Yeah. Okay. So as not to blow the window. Oh, good thinking. All right, then. But, all right. but does that mean he used that all the time? I mean, he blew through a window later. <laughs> You know. I mean the car thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just means in general. He doesn't want like to blow the like if he shoots towards a window, it won't blow out the window. I guess that's what he means. Like, is that what you think he means? Yeah, that is what I think he means. Okay. Yeah. All right. But like you know, he 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 does blow through a window later. Well, but he was trying to do that. Well, yeah. You're saying he he, it's less likely to happen accidentally. Is that is that the point? Huh? You're saying it's less likely to happen accidentally. I'm saying I guess that's what the line means. Well, I'm I'm saying like, are you talking about the when he blew up the car to get the farm to go into the pharmacy? No, no, no. Oh, I'm what are you talking about? about? I'm talking about the the second chase scene where he shoots the the guy that. Um, the guy in the truck that um, that Lou Allen jumps in. Oh, you know it goes it goes through the window there. It, it does go through the window. Maybe that was a different gun. Yeah, I know. It made me think like he doesn't always use that, or I don't know. Maybe they cut it out because they were like they yeah. found that or something. Yeah, never mind. I don't know. Because I don't even get it. I mean, I thought he was saying, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, that, um, when he was shooting through the window, it did seem like a different, because it didn't it seem like it was just like more, like a single bullet or something. Or, oh, it didn't no, seem like it was it a was, splattery thing. Was it a splatter? Oh, yeah. All right. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was very, very splattery. Yeah. Very splattery. Or maybe not. I don't know. I I thought it was pretty because I thought it like went through his neck and like I thought it was very like streamlined. Yeah, I remember it being messy, but it might have just been messy because he hit like a place where a lot of blood. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um. So yeah, back at the motel, the original one. Um. Uh, I'm watching that scene. Which one? The uh, when he's in the car and he's getting. Oh. Yeah, no, it's it's getting single bullet holes through the window each time he's shooting. Oh yeah, you're it's, right. Yeah, you're right. It's, I forgot yeah, about this it's, it's not the same gun. Okay. Okay. So that line still works. So he's got a splatter gun and a regular one. Yeah. And the cattle thing. And the cattle. He's got three weapons. He does. He picks the one right tool. The one right tool. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. So where were we? So he gets the money out, right? 
Um, we're back in the scene. He, Javier Bardem, just kill all the Mexicans. Who gets the money? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> Who gets the money? You gets the money. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, before Anton leaves, he, he looks at, he sees the vent. Um, you know, both times when I saw the movie, you know, because Anton does this thing where he, he took his shoes off before he went to kill the Mexicans. And then after he killed them, he, he sat on the bed, took his socks off. And then the very next scene, it's him looking in the drawers. And I always think he's looking for socks. <laughs> and then I realize, no, he's looking for the money. <laughs> but I'm like, because I'm like, because, you know, sometimes when people, you know, because usually if I check into a, a, a hotel, most of the time, unless I'm staying there for a while, I won't put my stuff in the dressers. Oh, and stuff. me either. You know, I'm, I might hang up some stuff, but I won't, like, unpack into the dressers. No, I'm not going to so, there. Yeah, exactly. So when he's opening the dressers, I'm thinking, oh, look, they don't put anything in there either. And I thought he was going to be pissed, like, oh, where are their socks? <laughs> and, then, and then by that time, you know, but then, of course, two seconds later, he sees the vent, and I'm thinking, oh, it's the money. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. But at first, I'm like, they go from him needing new socks and, I'm, and then to looking in drawers, and I'm thinking, oh, he needs, he's looking for socks. <laughs> I mean, if he found socks, he might have used them. But uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe he not. Had to flip a coin. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it was weird. I just don't get the whole shoe taking off, sock taking off thing. You know, yeah, like he, he's got a problem with like blood on his feet. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't really know what his problem is, but there's a few examples of that where he just somehow avoids trying to get blood on his feet yeah well it seems like or footwear or or shoes i guess which you know luella has you know he's he's was into cowboy boots so yeah you know i guess i guess that's supposed to be some sort of connection some sort of reverence to the shoe to the whatever i don't know but um yeah so at first i thought he was doing it for like a stealth thing you know yeah so he could sneak up but then when he took his socks off afterwards <laughs> Yeah, I no. think I think taking the shoes off might have been a stealth thing, but okay. But taking the socks off was just totally unnecessary. Yeah, but then it's just like, yeah, I mean, why not just wear plastic around, or you know, wear disposable shoes, or <laughs> I mean, you you do this for a living, you know, mm. but I guess it's working for them. So. Yeah, yeah. Why change? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I always thought, like, carrying around that canister was really, like, cumbersome, but... Mm-hmm. And he I always guess, leaves it. He, he does. always leaves it at the door. He doesn't bring it in. He does. He'll leave it. I'm like, man, ugh, I would not want to lug that thing around. And I definitely wouldn't leave it outside. Yeah, I don't but, think it weighs that much. It is just air inside. Well, I, I'm i not thinking it weighs that much. It's just sort of, like, big and not, like, natural mm-hmm. to carry, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's just It just seems like an unnecessary burden. Yeah. Well, not if it gets you through doors. Okay, I know. He gets you out of it. I just, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, so, yeah, so he sees the vent, and, like, <laughs> unlike the people he just killed, he immediately uh, thinks of it as a possibility. Uh, yeah, and I kind of assume that since they were still there and they didn't have the money out, he assumed it was still hidden. Yeah. You know, because he kind of looked around. He kind of so. looked around, yeah. But, yeah, he does see it and go, I mean, he might not know it's there, but he knows it's worth, definitely worth checking out. Yeah. 
And he, uh, um, he sees little like scratch marks in the uh, in the yeah the, the dust uh, that has settled. It's he sees the um, the fact something's been dragged through the sort of dust in the van, so he knows something was up there. Yeah. Um. So the next part is uh, the introduction of Woody Harrelson's character. He plays. Um, Another sort of mercenary hitman guy who's trying, who's working for the same company Shigur is working for, uh, but he's basically been sent after Shigur to sort of stop him. I guess he's sort of like Captain Willard to Shigur's Colonel Kurtz. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And um, so that's that plot thread. And then the next big scene is. Um, um, Lou Ellen is checked into a different hotel. Um, he's, I think he's, he's close to the Mexican border, right? He hasn't crossed yet. Yeah, he crosses later. So, uh, it, it's, so he's in his hotel room and he, um, the guy downstairs, you know, he gives him a little bit of extra money. He says, Hey, you know, if anyone checks in, I mean, any swinging dick, which was his words, not mine. Um, you know, give him a call, let him know, you know, so he's kind of wants this guy to be his little lookout which is, you know, a good thing to do. Uh, and that's the thing we, we should mention, and, you know, if you've seen it, you know, is that what's what's great about the movie is you it's basically just watching two really smart people do their thing, you know, like... Yeah. That, and that's the thing, is, like, they're, they're really smart and they make really interesting decisions, and that's what's cool to watch, you know, is how they're going to get out of this or get through that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um... So at a certain point, um, and and much like the, so he's Llewellyn is you know in his room and you know sort of just you know waiting for the next step, and uh, and he and he and he's thinking to himself you know no way no way and uh, he looks in the briefcase and realizes you know he's he's looking in the briefcase and we realize that he realizes that there's no way that Sugar should be you know. That I guess I guess it's maybe even the Mexicans too. If they would have, sorry, that that they would have been able to keep track of him as good as they have, and he realizes, oh well, maybe there's something in there's a tracker in this money, and he looks in the briefcase, and of course there's a there's a transponder in there. Yeah. So what are you gonna say? It's it's worth noting that he heard gunfire from the room across when he was removing the case from the other side. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Let's so, forget about that. So he knew, like, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> something was up uh, as far as people looking for it, and, mm-hmm. and you know that they had found his his old room, and and you know there was there was some kind of problem, and he's just like, okay, you know, if there's gunfire, probably two different people found this place, and like that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so he sort of just laying there in his room, and he's just like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, it reminded me of the of the scene when he when he you know with about the water you know where he yeah. just says like you know it's the kind of thing you do where you just you just you know you make a comment about it but you didn't say what you're thinking yeah you know which is kind of cool yeah yeah so yeah right he finds uh, he finds the little the little thing in there and then he realizes that's how they were tracking him mm-hmm. and so now he's like okay well it's here you know. <laughs> Someone's probably coming soon. Yeah, well, and then he, he looks at the light on the tracker, and even though it's not making a sound, it beats at the same frequency 
you know, to the distance to the to the receiver, you know. So so basically Anton has his his receiver which is beeping, you know, faster and faster as it gets close to the transponder, but the transponder is also beeping in with the same beep. So he can still tell how close the guy who's looking for him is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so at a certain point, he sees that it's starting to beep faster, and he knows that he's close. He calls downstairs to the front desk guy. There's no answer, and the guy had already said he'd be there all night. So he's like, okay, some shit's probably happening. Yeah. And so instead of, like, running away or, you know, doing anything, he just, like, gets his gun and points it towards the door, and he's ready. He's going to sort and, of make uh, a stand and try to just fight the guy off. Yeah, he's going to fight the guy off, and he's he's very close to the front door. And, uh, and you see, you know, you see these two footsteps come in front of the door. You don't hear anything, so you assume he's got his shoes off. Um, <laughs> As usual. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And then the two footsteps disappear. They do. They and then a wall of black covers the entire door. Like, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but, like, you know, there was just, like, shadow covering the entire bottom of, you know, the light that's coming yeah. out of the door. It was completely covered in shadow. And it's like, what, you know, why is that? Mm-hmm. You know, that was really scary. It was really um, scary. Because what what's that big that's making that? You know, even you know, all he's got is his gun and the um, the mm-hmm. cattle gun. You know, why would that? You know, unless like he put something laterally on the floor. You know, which what would he put there? Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was really weird that it just. But it was it was you know effective. It was creepy. Definitely, yeah. Cause uh, you, you and, don't really know exactly what's going on out there. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of the point. You don't know. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're you're seeing it totally from Lou Allen's perspective. So you just have to sit there. Yeah, out of nowhere. Well, we know it's coming, but Lou Allen doesn't know it's coming. Yeah, the especially when they cut the, to the shot of the lock. It's like okay. yeah, the lock. Uh, you know, Anton uh, uses his little gun and knocks out the lock, and it hits. It flies across the room a little bit and hits Llewellyn in the chest, you know, sort of disorienting him just because he didn't expect the lock to fly at him. <laughs> he, you know, he instinctively shoots at the door, kind of closing the door back, um, and makes makes off out the window. And um, what did he fall? He jumps down to the first floor or something? Yeah, yeah, he jumps out. Uh, yeah, throws the throws the money case out there and sort jumps of out, lands down. okay. Yeah. Uh, he makes a run for it. He gets shot at a couple more times. He runs uh, like he runs through the building to the other side. Yeah, he yeah he goes back inside the building and goes out the back of the building, uh, which was pretty smart. Which I thought was a good idea, but it it didn't really work. He just guessed that he was going to do that. I guess he went to the window, yeah. saw he wasn't there, and figured, okay, I guess he. Went to the other side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're pitting them like they're they that they they're as smart as you know they're as smart as each other. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense that they're the same level of yeah you know, yeah intellect, so that they they're like you know pitted again. And I and I think I, I don't know. I I feel like that has a lot to do with what we're going to talk about later with how Llewellyn dies. Um, I think that might have something to do with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So, so he runs and he and he, and he goes to a couple streets over and he finds a guy. You know, this is a small little town in Texas. It's late. No one's really out. 
which is a good time to shoot up the streets, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you want to shoot up the streets and do it late. Yeah. Um, so he goes, so he finds a guy who's, you know, driving in his truck, and instead of hopping in the back of the truck like I thought he was going to do, I think he's going to, like, hop in the back and lay down and oh. just ride out of town. <laughs> but he gets in, he gets, he stops the guy and gets in, and is like, oh, come on, I need to go, I need to go, I need to go, and before the guy can really do anything, he gets shot by Shigur in the distance. You don't really know where he's coming from, and, um, Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Cool, thanks. That was my roommate. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, roommate. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Um, they don't care. Okay, yeah, they're not listening. So um, <laughs> he goes... Okay, so anyway, Josh Berlin, Lou Ellen's, um, you know, basically sort of pushes the guy over a little bit and puts his foot on the gas and just starts driving. <laughs> I thought he was really going to drive that sucker out of town like I that. I did too. Because <laughs> I'm like, man, as long as it's driving, you're okay. Just keep driving. Yeah. Don't stop. And and as he's driving, you know, you can tell from where the bullets are coming from. They come to the front window and he's, you know, so he's 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 getting close to passing Shigur and he passes him, but kind of loses control of the truck. Wow, did I say that right? Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Just control the truck. Sound like I flubbed that. Um, no. uh, I thought I said truck of the troll, but I didn't. No. But now I did, which is worse. Okay. Um, and then uh, so he loses control of the truck and it sort of crashes into the, some parked cars. And so he immediately, uh, Llewellyn immediately gets out. You know, he's got the money with him. He immediately gets out and closes the door and then hides on the other side of the street. Very very smart thing to do. Instead of just, like, running away, you know, he's like, I'm going to finish this guy, you know. Mm -hmm. And so Anton comes, you know, he thinks he's got the upper hand because, you know, he knows this this guy's just crashing his truck. So he he comes up to the truck and realizes, okay, I don't really see anyone in there. Uh, And then he sees the blood, sort of mirroring the blood from the deer and the dog Mm -hmm. in the first scene. He sees the blood on the ground and realizes, oh, he's, he's out of the truck. And at this point, um, Llewellyn can see Anton in the reflection uh, of this store window, and but he can't. Anton can't see him, so he's got the upper hand, and he he jumps out to shoot. And Anton, just as he's being fired at, Anton sort of realizes, you know, what's going on. He, he dives out of the way, leaving his gun behind, but dives out of the way. And um, Llewellyn goes and gets the gun, and um, and tries to shoot at where Shigur should be some more. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why am I coming out with these tongue twisters? <laughs> Sugar should be some more. Some more. <laughs> Sugar should be some more. <laughs> Sugar should be some more seashells by the seashore. <laughs> um, <laughs> could have said Anton on that one, huh? I guess so. Um. Anyway, he he sort of loses track of him, and right. Yeah, track of him it's, it's kind of weird. You don't really see what happened exactly. Yeah. As far as Shigur goes. So he just, they, oh, that's right. He sort of follows the blood trail down this alley, and you look, you get this shot of, you know, the blood going into the alley, but you don't. 
and you see light on the other side of the alley, but like you just you don't know where he is. He's he's presumably hiding in the darkness or something. Yeah. Because um, he really couldn't have got too far, but he's just kind of gone. And that's what's cool about the movie. Like he, you know, he lost his trail. Okay, that's it. Now he's gonna. Now he goes about his other his business. You know, like to what you know his original plan, which is to get out of there. So mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't just keep following him. You know. Right. Um. So Josh Rowland goes. He drives down to the to the border to the Mexican border. And, uh, you know, he's really hurt at this point and bleeding and he just looks like a wreck and he passes three, like, sort of college-age kids who are coming back. Uh, you know, they're walking the little sort of walkway, bridge, street thing between the borders. And um, and he offers to uh, give the guy money, you know, for a shirt and the guy, you know, um, so he can cover up all the blood and doesn't look so conspicuous. Uh, what does he give him, like, 300 bucks? Uh, 500? 500 yeah. yeah, he gives him 500 bucks, and, and um, you know, the, the the kids aren't very trusting, and they're, you know, they don't really know what's going on. He's like, you know, he makes him give him the money before uh, he get, he'll give the shirt over, you know, and then he asks the other kid for his beer, uh, which he gets. Mm-hmm. Um, he throw he goes, he walks a little bit further, you know, next scene, and throws the... Um, suitcase over the fence um uh, between the borders and um and which is a weird idea to me but uh since it's easily found very soon <laughs> yeah but uh nevertheless it, it kind of made sense i guess um cuz he's going to come back to it so he throws the money over and then and he it walks did, down and it didn't work <laughs> in a, in a sense but uh well, at one point, does hiding something, you know, not work anymore? I mean, that's usually when someone finds it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it worked until they found it. I would count it as not working if someone else actually got it from the hiding place. Okay. So that's. Oh, okay. So that's why I count it as working. Okay. Well, he would have gotten it. I don't know why he didn't get it. <laughs> I, I don't either. I got the sense like he wanted to wait like until some time to climb over there. I, I don't. I don't really understand why he didn't get it either. Yeah. So I don't. I mean, I think. I mean, I think once you find it, your hiding place is ineffective. I mean. I mean, I guess if you don't ever get it, then that's good for you. But you know. But uh, so anyway, he he uh, walks across towards the Mexican border, and he's you know he's got this jacket on, and he, he looks like a mess, but he's got this beer in his hand, and he kind of drunkenly stumbles stumbles past the, the guard, and who's half asleep, so he kind of just played up that he was you know just a just a drunkard guy, uh, yeah. You know, so he wouldn't ask any questions. This is <laughs> this reminds me of uh, this is kind of Pulp Fiction esque, I think, like just kind of. Put on a jacket and, like, at a glance, you kind of look okay. But if you actually, like, took the time to look at him up and down, you'd see it was, like, a real mess. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what that reminded me of. Because, like, I, there were a couple times I'm like, okay, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's as badly injured as he really is. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that jacket, because it's all in his torso, so. Yeah. That jacket comes up a lot. It does. Um, yeah, that was a good... That was a good move. So he wakes up on the steps of some place, some plaza somewhere, and uh, to this mariachi band who's kind of 
serenading him for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah, they were just walking by, and they thought they'd sing to the guy that passed sing out. Sing to the drunker <laughs> who passed <laughs> out. Um, uh, thanks, guys. And they kind of, you know, it's a kind of co- comedic sort of moment when, when they realize, oh, crap, he's really injured, you know, like yeah. what's going on here, and he gives them some money and asks for a hospital, and... So the next scene, he's in the hospital recovering, and then this is when he meets Woody Harrelson's character, um, who, I guess I'm skipping the Anton scene, but I'll come back to it. Um, He meets Woody Harrelson's character, who basically says, you know, you don't really know who you're dealing with here. Even if you you give him the money, he's going to kill you anyway. You know, you need my help in this. And at this point, Woody Harrelson doesn't know where the money is. You know, he wants the money back, and he tells him, you know, Hey, you can even keep some of the money, you know, you know, blah blah blah, you know, trying to cut him a deal basically. Yeah, this is the yeah, basically I'll you give me the money, I'll protect you and mhm. And cuz you know, if you if he yeah, if you don't, you're just going to die. Yeah. Um, I really love the dialogue in this scene when he's um when he starts asking him, well, the whole scene actually is really good, but I I like the little the little bit about, you know, what do you do for a living? Oh yeah. And he's like, I'm a welder, you know, and he's he's trying to ask him about different, you know, different types of welding and he's like, Yeah, I can do I can do all of it. Can you do this? Yeah, I can do all of it. Can you do that? I said I can do all of it. <laughs> you know, like cast iron, yes. I don't mean braids. I didn't mean braids, you know. Hot <laughs> metal, what did I say? You know, like yeah. it's very it's a very pri- prideful thing of, you know, I'm I'm really good at this thing and, and don't you try to ask me about this because I know about it. I said I know about it. Yeah. I consider and, uh, this like a sort of follow up on an earlier scene that we didn't talk about where where Sugar goes to the like office at the trailer park where Llewellyn lives and asks the woman there uh, for him and, and asks where he works mm-hmm. like over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Until the toilet flushes and then he decides to leave for no apparent reason. But uh, yeah, anyway, I don't know. I, the whole time like I was like, I wonder where he does work. Sort of follows that. I idea. didn't get the sense that he did anything. <laughs> I, 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 and I just realized when he says he's retired, he's he's saying that because he's got the money now. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I guess the idea is he found the money like on a you know off day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was a weekend or something. Yeah. Um, because I was thinking he was really retired. He was. I, I was thinking he was out of work and he just said retired. Oh. That's what I was thinking. I see. You know, but he's being because I knew I knew he was being funny, facetious with that line. But he's being facetious because he's got the money, and he and he made the same joke to his wife earlier. Yeah. When he put on the bus, you know, he's like, "You don't have to work again. You know, you're retired now, Carl mm-hmm. Levine." Yeah. But uh, very good dialogue in this scene, and uh, you know that that infamous thing where you're Nam, yeah, so was I. And then he's, you know, so what does that make me, your buddy? You know, mm-hmm. like. We're supposed to be pals now. Anyway, um, what happens? He basically says, you know, he offers them the deal, and 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 he he refuses it, sort of. Uh, but he uh, he gives him he gives him his card, and says, uh, you know, call me later. Well, here's a scene that's not in the movie. Part of the scene is not in a movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, after 
after he says, you know, why would he go to Odessa to kill your wife? And he goes, maybe he should be worried. Maybe he should be worried about me. And he goes, he isn't. You're not cut out for this. You're just a guy that happens to find those vehicles. And then later he says, uh, you didn't take the product, did you? Ma- and then Llewellyn says, what product? And the guy goes, uh, Harrison goes, the heroin. You don't have it. No, I don't have it. And then he goes, no, you don't. Yeah, that was that that end. Uh, it was totally cut off. Which is good. I mean, we knew he didn't have it. Yeah. So we didn't need that. No. Um, and then he tells him he's staying. Yeah, he stayed across the river. Gives him his card. That's right. Um. I don't remember this. Call me. Decide before it gets decided. I don't remember that line. I think it ended on he talk. He doesn't talk as much as you. If I remember correctly. Yeah, you you understand that that's what he means. I, yeah, I, you understand that. I yeah, I just don't remember that line. I haven't read the script. Yeah, I, didn't I don't know remember there was that extra line stuff. Yeah, the script isn't a transcript. No, it's not. So. I mean, a lot of it is just right on, but. Yeah, it's got extra stuff. Yeah, it's got extra stuff. So let's back up a scene, a uh, really What's good the sugar scene. scene we skipped? Yeah. Um, huh? What's the sugar scene we skipped? Oh, that's the one I'm talking about right now. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, this is this is paralleling to um, you know the aftermath of the big the big sort of showdown the only one will get um, between Llewellyn and Sugar. And, um, you know, both of them have been hurt. We saw how um, Llewellyn dealt with it, and now we get to see how um, Sugar deals oh. with it. We see him at the next um, the next day. He gets a, he's got a he's in front he parks down the street from a pharmacy, and he gets some uh, cloth that he cuts up and some uh, cotton balls and creates something, and then uh, and a little wire. And he and and he goes to this car in front of the pharmacy, Zoss's pharmacy, and um, puts the puts the the material, the like fabric in the in the gas tank, pulls it back out, you know, uses it, you know, gets it lit without you know gasoline, um, soaks with gasoline, then lights it, walks into the uh, pharmacy, and and as soon as he gets in a little bit, it, the whole car blows up, knocking the storefront windows out. Uh, causing a big commotion, which allows him, the distraction allows him to go back into the pharmacy and get some uh, some stuff he needs for his pain and for his leg, and because he's got bullet holes in his leg. Yeah. So it's a good little resourceful, maniacal scene to show you he's smart and ruthless and cunning, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we get a scene where he's at a hotel room fixing up his leg, and his leg was pretty pretty injured. Yeah, apparently he's he's well equipped to deal with his injuries. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that they that they have in the movie where they make it seem like, you know, you said Terminator earlier, where it does seem like he's kind of unstoppable. Like, you know, he can he can fix his own wounds and he can, you know, dodge bullets and he can you know, it's just like what's yeah. gonna kill this guy? You know, what can't he do, you know? Yeah. Uh you don't really know what his limitations are. I guess you never find out actually. Yeah. I guess, like, I feel like he would be like the Terminator, but he, he's got this personality 
That, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, he's only a Terminator in the sense that, like, he's sort of unstoppable, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, he's going to keep coming until, like, you really put him away. But, like, he knows. He walks to the pharmacy and just, like, knows what he needs to deal yeah, with. Yeah, that's the wounds. thing. He knew, yeah, he, he has some medical knowledge. He, he got some syringes, and he knew what kind of whatever he needed, and it wasn't like he just grabbed a whole bunch of stuff. Like, he knew what he was looking for. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I find it crazy that he really knows, like how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, yeah. Or maybe for him, you know, if he leaves it up to fate, whatever he sees is what he needs or something. <laughs> oh, God. And he just randomly just... In- <laughs> well, this will be- work. I'll just stick this in there. Why not? Well, flip a coin. Find out. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, the next scene... Um, after the Woody House and Llewellyn scene, I don't know Woody Harrelson's character's name. What's his name? Carter Beaufort? No. <laughs> Sorry. Car- Carson Wells? Yeah, there you go. Not Carter Beaufort. We all know who that is. As soon as I said it, I'm like, I know that from somewhere else, don't I? Yeah, you do. Somewhere else indeed. Um, Carson Somewhere Wells. sad. I was vaguely close. The first name was really close. So the next scene, uh, we have Carla Jean and Tommy Lee Jones' character, Sheriff Bell. Uh, he's had her meet him. He's had her... Yeah, that was right. He's had her meet uh, him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that can't be right. Um, at, a little, at, a little, at a little food restaurant place. Um, to talk about, you know, her husband, she, she he's trying to implore her to get uh, Llewellyn to cooperate because he, you know, he knows that this, that whoever's after him is, is a pretty dangerous guy. Um, and he, he proceeds to tell her this story about, what was it, a guy, his uncle? Not his uncle, but um, someone he knew or some friend of something. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was some guy. I don't think he was related. Yeah, to it was some guy who, you know, killed cattle for a living, some sort of cattle farmer, and, you know, used um, – he basically describes the weapon that Shigur has been using this whole time and, you know, that the audience has been wondering exactly what it is. Because you never, you're never quite, you well, don't really get a, get a good look at it. That's not quite how it happens. He he describes a a different device, goes through the story, and then at the end he says, "Well, now they use," and he describes. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Weapon. Oh, okay. So he wasn't. So it wasn't the same thing. No. Oh, okay. I thought it was the same thing. No, it was a different thing. He at the end he's like, well, "Of course, now they use a whatever, and the animal doesn't know what hit him." Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and then you know, <laughs> it's like you said, this is a scene where he would normally like a light bulb would go off, and he would think, "Oh, you know, maybe that's what he's using." You know, uh, maybe because there, there is, you know, the the guy he killed way earlier in the movie, the guy whose car he took, he he killed with that device, and they, there's a little bit of dialogue where they talk about the fact that there was no exit wound and they didn't find a bullet, and mm-hmm. they don't understand that, and he he brings up this weapon and what it does, which would do the right kind of thing, and and then he's just like, I I don't know why I bring that up. Hmm. Yeah, he just says my mind wanders, you yeah. know, and like. And it seems like his mind. It seems like if he was a younger man, he would have thought he he would have connected it. Like his mind is trying to get him to connect the dots, 
But like, you know, because the movie's kind of a, about him being, you know, too old for the job almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that's part of it where he, he almost got it. And if he was, you know, if he was, a, you know, more spry, he probably would have put it, put it together. You know? Yeah. But he just thinks, oh, I'm just, no, oh, my mind wanders. I'm old, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was a cool little scene. Um, you know, the audience gets to figure out exactly what, the, you know, Sugar has been using. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the next scene, I guess we're just going scene by scene here at this point. Yeah. Almost done. I'm, I'm totally lost. I can't find where we are at all, but. Oh, we're we're right at, uh, right before, well, we're at like an hour and 20 minutes into it. Okay. Um, so this next scene is when um, Woody Harrelson is out um, on the little sort of pass between the two borders, and uh, he just, I don't know how, but f- he, he, he finds the right spot to look out over and, um, and sees, the, uh, sees the briefcase. Uh, so he knows where the money is. Um, he decides, for whatever reason, not to get it at this point and goes back to his hotel which is a big mistake for him because right as he's going up the stairs, right behind him is, is Anton. Uh, they go to his room and they have a little discussion, you know, uh, because, of course, he doesn't want to die. Um, Anton basically is, is pissed that this guy has been sent here to uh, to basically stop him, um, you know. But, uh, but the, and this scene was also to give us a little bit more insight into Anton's... Uh, psyche, I guess, how he thinks. Because uh, he says, you know, if the if the rule you followed brought you to this, you know, then what, what of what use was the rule, you know? Yeah. Which it seems like, the thing about his character is it seems like he never, he never really asked those questions of himself, you know? Like, Right. Like, what does it mean that he got shot in the leg? You know, mm-hmm. like, does that mean something or or not? You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wonder if he thinks about that. Mm-hmm. The bad, the bad consequences that 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 he has throughout this movie. Yeah. You know, if if, if any of that sort of sinks in, you know, the, the other thing is Woody Harrelson like offers him money, like fifteen thousand mm-hmm. bucks. He's like, hey, we'll go to an ATM and. I'll give you that, and how about it? What do you say? <laughs> That's no good, apparently. Mm-mm. Which you know. Yeah, and he, and he, yeah. This is when this is the weird one when he goes. You know, I, I don't know where the money is. I know something better. I know where it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and he said, "Where is that?" And he goes, "It'll be brought to me and placed at my feet." Um. Oh, I need dark. He does say it. Okay, good. Woo. Maybe they cut that line, but like. He says what? That's what I thought. (laughs) According to the script, I don't remember if he actually said it, but, you know, uh, Woody Harrelson is saying he knows where the money is, and he says, I need dark to get it. Oh. And that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking like he wanted to like be able to sneak over there. Like uh, I I don't know if that's actually in the movie or not, but Yeah, well how come Llewellyn didn't need Dark to get it? Yeah, I don't know. I guess he just right. I guess um, he just wanted to wait. <laughs> I guess so. Um yeah, I don't know if that's I don't think that's in there, but it might be in there. It's a quick little line. Yeah, it is. Um 
But just the idea that um, he says it will be placed to him and brought to his feet, I, I wonder, that's interesting to me, considering that where, the, where he finds the money is at a, a vent on the floor in, that, in the next hotel room. Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that is weird. And and the fact that um, I'm thinking that well, I'm wondering if he if he actually sat down on the bed like he did last time after the probably not though. Well, we got to talk about the big scene, which is coming up here. Uh, but anyway, um, what do you think about that line about? He he knows where it's going to be, and it, it's going to be placed at his feet, brought to him, placed at his feet. I never, that's not particularly what happened, but no, I never really thought about it. I thought he was just—I don't know. I guess I thought he was just saying that. Um, uh, uh, you think he's, he's being metaphorical, like it'll find its way to me because that's the way it's supposed to be kind of thing. I didn't, I actually, I didn't think that's what he meant. I thought he was suggesting that Llewellyn was just going to bring it to him. Like like somehow he would get him to just bring it to him. That's what I thought when I first saw the movie and that's not what happens. No, that's Um, not what happens. And the second time it makes me feel like he's meaning something else. Yeah, maybe he does mean something else. Because I mean, obviously this is a, this is another fate thing. This is another, like, you know, because he thinks it's better that he knows where it's going to be than where it is right now. Yeah. I don't know. He can mean a lot of things with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I never thought, I don't know. I never thought, I never gave that blind much thought. I, I don't know. That's interesting. Maybe that's... Yeah. Yeah, it was weird because he, you know, he says, you know, you don't know to a certainty, and he goes, you know, twenty minutes, you know, I can have the money here, and he goes, I do know to a certainty, you know, but it, isn't it more certain if he goes and gets it now? Yeah, I know. It's so odd. It's like I know where the money is, and he's just like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? That's why he freaks me out. Like, he just doesn't. He doesn't seem to care about the practical issue of getting the money. It's like it has to be done his way. It's like he'll get he wants to get the money by killing Llewellyn, I guess. You know, by Yeah. by righting these wrongs or whatever. He doesn't just want to it's not just about the money anymore. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's really not. And it's just I don't know what his stake is. Like he's getting hired to do this and somehow he takes it on himself. Like it has to and like, and and now that he's killed his bosses, it's like, well, he's not, you know, the, whatever they were going to pay him to return the money, like, well, he's just going to get all the money now. Yeah. You know. Which does he even have the money at the end? See that that's that's one of the things that I I don't know what the movie's trying to say, but I did read that in the in the novel, uh, in the novel, like he the guy he kills isn't like the big boss guy. He's uh-huh. like he's like sort of a middleman, yeah. like a, like a higher middleman. And so in the novel, he returns the money to the to the bigger higher up guy, and uh, and like I don't know, offers his services for the future. Dude, he doesn't have the money at the end. When he 
Is it supposed to be that he returned he, the money? He, he's supposed to have already returned it. Oh, okay, okay. I was, yeah. I'm like, what the? So after the job is completely said and done, then he goes to most likely kill the wife. Yeah. Yeah, that that's what happens. So that makes me okay. So that's a separate time frame. So that makes me view that car crash a little bit differently too. Then, okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. All right, so let's get back to this. So okay. he's in the single Woody house, and Woody's basically trying to. Uh, he's like, "Come on, Sam. I know Diane is." No, I'm kidding. Um, what was that? It was a Cheers joke. Oh. Yeah, oh. sorry. I know you weren't alive then. Come on, Sam. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he says on the show. Oh, um, because of Woody Harrelson. I thought it was just random. Okay. No, okay. no, because of Woody Harrelson. You scared me. <laughs> yeah. Out of nowhere, he's like doing chairs lines. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that crazy. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, Woody Harrelson. You know, I forget, I forget he's even on that show. I, yeah, I, don't know. I, it's I so think he long. would want it that way, probably. Probably so. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think of it. I think of him as like, yeah, the movie. White man can't jump or something. White man can't jump. Natural born killers. People versus Larry Flint. Yeah. Like that's that's what I think of. Palmetto. Yeah. <laughs> Palmetto. <laughs> One of his lesser known efforts. Oh, Palmetto. Um, okay, so as they're talking, the phone rings uh, and a bit of little. This is this is the pop tart popping. This is totally uh, yeah, pop fiction. <laughs> um, but uh, but it, it you know it still works. Um, and as the phone is ringing, he shoots him, and then he picks up the phone, and it's Llewellyn. And um, what does he say? He he asks uh, if uh, Carson Wells is there. Oh, that's the, that's what I liked. Is he didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I'm calling to speak to Carson Wells, please. Yeah, I'm returning. <laughs> returning his call to me. It's just it's like, don't you know the guy you're talking to is the guy who's trying to kill you? Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't know that at first. Yeah. You know he goes, who is this? Oh, you know who it is. You need to talk to me. I love that line. Uh, I don't even talk to you. There, not in the sense that you mean. Yeah, exactly. Good line. <laughs> you need to come see me. I love that. It's like you've been a bad boy. You need to come <laughs> to my office. It's like yikes. You get killed in that office. Um. Do you know where I'm going? Uh, Yeah, I love that. Do you know where I'm going? Wow, I care where you're going. Do you know where I'm going? Yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're in a hospital across the river, but that's not where I'm going. Do you know yeah. where I'm going? And how did he know he was in a hospital across the river? Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, Harrelson says, like, you know, if I found you, he could yeah. find you. But, yeah. like... How did he? Did he? How, I don't know. Harrison found him there. Yeah. So, however he did it, I guess uh, he used similar methods. I guess. I don't know what they could possibly be. I mean, it's pretty crazy. So, and th- this is the scene where uh, Shakir basically says, um, "You know, this is what I'll do. You give me the money." 
and I'll let your wife go. I won't kill your wife, but I will still kill you because, you know, you can't, you know, you can't save yourself, but you could save your wife. Just bring me the money. And, um, and I'm, he goes, yeah, I'm gonna bring you something special. All right. I decided to make you a special project of mine. You ain't going to have a look, look for me at all. And, you know, I really love that line. To me, it's, it's, it's very analogous to let's build an army. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's totally like, because I'm like, oh, my God, this guy is about to pull out all the it stops. It is. This uh, is going to be World War Three. It's version of how long it totally, take to train an army. <laughs> it's totally, yeah. Because it's like, it's like, man, he's about to, he's like, I'm going to make you a special project. Yeah. You don't have to come looking for me. I mean, I'm like, wow, this is about to get crazy. Yeah. Oh, you sitting down, folks. This is going to be big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You better, you better sit down because, you know, you haven't seen nothing like this before. <laughs> you saw Alien versus Predator. You saw <laughs> Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Uh, Rocky versus whoever. Uh, but they can't possibly prepare you. Or Lou Wellen versus Anton. <laughs> yeah. Heavyweight yeah. championships. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, let's see. Long yeah, story so this, short. So this, deal, this deal that he offers, like, you know, this just this just sucks. Like, I really think if he had taken this deal, I think Sugar would have honored it and not killed his wife. Like, I, yeah, I, but he'd be dead. He would be dead, but he he dies he dies anyway. And and depending on well, that's the thing. Depending on how you look at view the next big scene, um, it wouldn't have mattered if he took the deal or not. Because presumably the Mexicans killed him. So he wouldn't have been able to like return the money. Well, he well at this point he's still at the hospital. Like he he could have. Uh, I mean that's later. Like he, oh that's right that's before he leaves. Yeah. He, oh that's he right. He could have taken the deal. Oh that's right. Yeah, he could have taken the deal. And 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 that would have been better. But it doesn't at the time. I mean, you wanna you wanna get away with more than that. You don't wanna like, okay, well, I'll just die. No one's gonna walk you know? into their own death. I yeah, mean, yeah. They don't have to. But he, you know, Shigar sort of uses this later, like you know, like he he used her to save himself. You know. Yeah. Let's save that till we get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So the next scene. Um. There's a little scene with uh, Sheriff Bell and the deputy. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, they're talking about just like random violence or something? Oh, yeah, He's yeah. reading the newspaper. Yeah, yeah. That's what's interesting about the movie. Like, Sheriff Bell doesn't have the skills necessary to track Sugar. Like no. he he and he he's not even really trying that hard. Like he's sitting here reading the paper. I mean, he's basically trying to get the you know Llewellyn's wife to um, to help, but that's all he can really do is to try to help through her. That's the only yeah. contact he has. He doesn't know where they are. He doesn't know how to find them. He's not really actively looking. <laughs> um, and so it's interesting. In the midst of all this, you get this little scene where he's just like reading the paper. Mm-hmm. Just sort of commenting on this thing, whatever mm-hmm. that happens. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. 
kind of uh, lamenting society or something. Yeah, the downfall of society. Yeah. Um, the next scene we've got we've got Llewellyn trying to come back across the border, and he's facing this uh, this border patrol guy who, you know, he's standing there in like a robe and medical you know hospital gown, and you know he looks ridiculous and, and in his boots. And he's like, you know, and he has no identification or anything, obviously, so he's not wanting to let this guy back back in. But when he realizes he was in Nam, mm-hmm. uh, or he was a veteran in particular, um, that uh, he lets him on in, you know, which is a, a, you know, a take on the other scene where he's like, so what? We were both in Nam together. I'm your buddy. But now it helps him, you know, right. in this situation. So, mm-hmm. And he's, you know, and he's happy for the help. It's, you know, he doesn't Definitely. care. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, this guy at the border is like definitely a Coen Brothers character. Yeah, I mean he's got the glasses from. Uh, I mean he looks like a Coen Brothers character, but those those like reflective glasses, like the uh, the guy in Cohan uh, Luke, you know the uh, the boss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, I mean, and he looks like he, this actor looks like he's been in Coen Brothers movies. Yeah, he's just he like familiar. I don't know, he's kind of over the top, like. Sort of like a drill sergeant working this. Like, That's what he. Yeah, he he looks like he's played a drill sergeant or something. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. It's a it's a weird little scene. No, what to do with that? But yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good one. Here it is. This is Brandon Smith, INS official. He's in Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, never saw that one. RoboCop Two. Hmm. What a resume. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> oh wow! Who's Sergeant David Tubbs? I don't know who that is. Just, uh, keep on coming. Anyway, uh, so he gets back across the border. With little fuss, uh, goes and grabs a suitcase in the daytime. Um, funnily <laughs> enough, <laughs> yeah. And uh, goes goes to buy some new clothes and uh, and everything. Because it's funny because the first the, the, this movie is so the duality of this movie is crazy. Like he because the first time he comes in. He needs everything. He needs boots. He's got everything. He needs boots. The next yeah. time he comes in, he's got everything but boots. Yeah. I mean, he's got... <laughs> he, needs he needs everything, everything but, boots. but the boots. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's the same and guy. He asked him it's how, the same guy, how, how those are, boots working out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's completely crazy. Yeah, it is completely crazy. Um... So, yeah, so then he calls his wife and basically changes plans with her. Uh, He tells her to meet them. Where are they going to go, El Paso? Yes. They're moving further west. Um, At this point, Shagir goes back to the headquarters or wherever they are, um, wherever they're located, and uh, kills his, I guess, superior and presumably kills the accountant who's there depending on whether or not the accountant sees him, which I think he does see him. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I do think he sees him, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. This this is weird. I think um uh uh at, at a certain point and I think it might kind of start here like you know, the movie's been pretty heavy with the violence so far and at a certain point they start like not showing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is like the first example of that where they kind well, of the, yeah the big the big blowout between the two of them was the last time you see like people get shot yeah yeah and 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 so now yeah they sort of imply that that he's gonna shoot this guy I mean his question has got to be I mean it's one of those things where. I mean, how can he say no? I mean, I guess he could say no, but like here's the here's the here's the here's how you have to view the question. I mean, here's the two ways you can view the question. It's either the old-fashioned version of you know, as long as you don't see me, you know what I mean. Like if yeah. someone asks you, you will say no. Yeah. You know, then I won't. Then I'll let you live. You know, and, and that's not the sense I think he's saying because that's sort of obvious and that's been done before. You know, in this movie operating in a different level. Um, it seems like he's just saying, yeah. you know, it's, you know, a very matter of fact, you know, like, like it's, it's like saying, you know, are you going to shoot me? Well, is the sky blue? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, shit in the woods or yeah. Like it's, it's so obvious that I'm going to shoot you, you know, so I'm just going to ask you a stupid question back, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, because he's all about fate and, and, you know, if, if he wasn't going to shoot him, he wouldn't be there, you know, mm-hmm. that's his response. Uh, which is very convenient for him. <laughs> he can do anything he wants to do as long Truly. as he's there to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a good. It's a good self-fulfilling system. Yeah. I was supposed to do this because I'm doing it. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah, I don't. I don't take him for the type like you. You, not, you ain't gonna tell nobody you saw me. All right, I'll let you go. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't the only way I could buy that is if he felt like he really didn't have any beef with the accountant guy. If he felt like the accountant guy had nothing to do with it, you know. Yeah. But I don't. I mean, I guess he just would kill him anyway, cause just cause. Yeah. Because the accountant guy really has nothing to do with it. Not really. No. You know. I mean, he's he's and, and and so what if he tells? I mean, they're uh, underground drug, like yeah. whatever they are. Like who's you know? Yeah, it isn't it isn't a concern. And why do they have an accountant? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, everybody needs an accountant. I, I never thought about that. Why do they have an account? Like, why are they in an office building? <laughs> I I I guess I assume they were like I don't know like. You think there's like a front or something? Yeah, like a on? front or like yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you thought it was a front, so I said front. No, I was gonna say something like, uh, you know I get what I was gonna say what I was gonna say was basically I was gonna spell it out but what what a front is. <laughs> I, I I didn't think of that word. That that was okay. essentially what I had in mind. It was it was a business that it's it sort of does something, but it's really just a cover for some some kind of illegal stuff. Yeah, like yeah, like on The Sopranos, he's got the sanitation company, and he's yeah, got the, and in The, the Godfather, and... it was Jinko Olive Oil. Oh, of course. So yeah, that's yeah. That that's the kind of thing I assumed it was like they. They ostensibly had a legitimate reason for being there. 
Yeah. And maybe they even really did bit I mean, The Godfather, like, they really did sell olive oil. It's just... Yeah, that's the thing. The accountant could really be just a normal accountant. And, yeah. Yeah, I buy that. So, what's the next big scene? Oh, the next... Is the next big one the big one? Well, uh... I think of it as a big okay, one. Okay, so they go to El Paso. Big I mean, yeah, so Shigura said, like, he's going to Odessa, and so, you know, that's that's one of the reasons to get her out there, out of there. Um, that's right. So they so they decide to, I guess, meet up in El Paso, and uh, with, with the wife's mom. Uh, uh, yeah, because you got to bring mama along. Got to bring mama. And, uh, Ain't gonna wear it out, Mama. Mama, she uh, she previsioned it. <laughs> <laughs> she previsioned it. What do you mean? I just like that line. I, I previsioned it. Oh, um, what was she talking about? She was saying uh, she what? she foresaw that Lou Ellen was was like gonna it was was no good. Okay. That like, you know. Oh, this would, is the next very next scene. Okay. It would end badly for him. Yeah, this is the uh so this is okay, so that's the scene where they're they're heading off to uh El Paso, right? Mhm. Um and is this when the guy comes up to him? Is this when the uh, Mexican guy in the suit comes up to them? Or yeah, so they're scene? at the like bus depot, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and the Mexican guys are like following them. Yeah, um, you know, uh, in a car, and uh, uh, the wife walks away to go call. Uh, uh, Lou Allen. Lou Allen, and uh, uh, and while while she's away, uh, one of the Mexican guys comes up and offers to. Uh, sort of like the look looked to me like the sort of leader uh, 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 comes up to the the mother and offers to help her with her bags and you know mm-hmm. under the guise um, of getting information out of her yeah exactly for the purpose of finding out what they're up to and finds out from her thanks mama that uh, oh mama you talk too much <laughs> that uh. Uh, that they're going to El Paso and and finds out where they're going the, specifically, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so so now they know where Llewellyn is. Yeah. Well, the question is, I mean, there's a lot of little questions. Is like who? Um, well, I and I guess Llewellyn gets there first. Which I mean, like, how did he get there first? I guess, I guess, what part of the border? I guess it's, I don't know what part of the border he was at. I'm assuming, I guess, so the western side. Yeah, they're on the western That's side, close. and they're in Odessa, which I have no idea where that is. But in my mind, it's farther than the border is from El Paso. Well, yeah, it's definitely further east. I just wonder how south, how far south it is. I mean, close to the border. I don't think it's that close. Google Maps, will you tell me the answer? No, I don't think it's that close. No, it's 
almost it's almost like um not halfway but it's almost the same distance to El Paso as it is to the Mexican border if you just went in a straight line. From where? From Odessa. Oh. <laughs> so, but, they, yeah. but they didn't start in Odessa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't I don't I don't know where he started from. I don't either. Well, but she was in Odessa. That's where she picked up the mom. Yeah, she she went there. I mean, she got on a bus and went there. Yeah. Well, isn't that where they're leaving when they're going to El Paso? What What's the issue? What's the issue? They're supposed to get there first. No, I'm just wondering. Yeah, like, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm assuming he got there first. It seems like he got no, there he, first. No, he absolutely got there first. But you think they should have got there first? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah, I'm just wondering, like, how long it would have taken them to get there. But I guess he, you know, it doesn't matter. He got there first. I mean, he. Uh... He was just right across the border. I mean, I think, you know. Because to me, the the idea is if he gets there, like if they if they ask the mom where are you going, and he and she tells them, which she did, uh, then they can already have some some people waiting there for him when he gets there, which may be what happened. Um, or he could have beat the people there. You're not really sure. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm trying to figure out because now that they know where they're going, you know, because if, if they had just followed the mom and the wife there, then they wouldn't be able to beat them there if they yeah, were following Yeah, they, they didn't do that. They yeah, didn't they, do that. Yeah, so they had the information, so, you know, they already knew that. Um, okay, so let's talk about this scene that that has a lot going on. Uh, one of the best scenes in the movie. Let me find it on the thing here. Okay, so we're at the motel where um, Llewellyn is going to meet up with his family and uh, the mom-in-law and and the wife. Oh, Um, I think we skipped a scene that I wanted to talk about briefly. Oh, okay. Um, Uh... I guess I guess this is Sugar's car breaks down, uh-huh. uh, and uh, so he's gonna get another vehicle. I guess uh, some guy like sees him and stops to help him out, and uh, uh, he's got like chickens in the back of his truck, and uh, uh, you know Sugar uh, asks him like where where the airport is and. Mm-hmm. Which okay. airport would you use? You want you, you yeah. an airstrip or an airport? And well, the airport's El Paso, but you could go to Dallas because then you won't have to connect. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm not even sure why he's asking that stuff. I, I guess the idea well, is, uh, I guess he thinks that, I guess he thinks that's where they're gonna go. Yeah, I think he's thinking if you're trying to get out of here, you would take a plane, and where's the, the closest place you can take a plane? And so he says basically El Paso. Um, yeah. So that leads him to El Paso, but that's the only reason he goes to El Paso. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, uh, yeah, and I think I think the idea was like they were going to get on a plane. Yeah. I, I think that was the plan. So anyway, he's on the right track, but and then he asks uh then he asks at the end, he asks him if uh 
you know, and I feel bad for this guy. He's so nice. He, mm-hmm. he really doesn't deserve this. But yeah. uh, uh, he asked him if he can uh, uh, if he can get those chicken cages like out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scene just sort of ends, and then you see him like washing out the bed of the truck, and like feathers flying out of it. You know, pretty much just implying that he killed the guy and took his vehicle. Yeah. Um, uh, but this is another example of them like not showing the violence anymore. Yeah. Well, you don't need to see it anymore. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Like you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna put the thing to the guy's head. Yeah. You know, we've we've seen it. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. It's interesting. It's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's the idea. But I I just usually like you get like more violence at the end. Not like all of a sudden it just kind of stops happening. Like they stop mm-hmm. showing it. You know, just I don't know. I thought that was an odd thing to do, but yeah, I agree. It, it, it would just get old after. They're a while. definitely doing it on purpose. I mean, they're definitely doing it for some sort of effect. You know, yeah. I mean, the big fight scene that we all thought was coming didn't come. Yeah. And we didn't see anything but the aftermath of it. You know, and the big shootout at the very beginning, we only saw the aftermath of. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're 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 doing something with that kind of that kind of idea. Yeah. Um. Right. But right. yeah, this was an interesting little scene. Yeah, yeah. I just uh yeah, I just wanted to bring it up quickly. Okay, so So right the next on. scene, uh Llewellyn is outside of the new of the motel in El Paso where he's gonna meet the wife and the mother in law. And there's a woman outside of the pool who's trying to, you know, she's just out having a good time, bless her heart. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, and she's just kind of talking to him. She asks him if she, you know, she's like, I got beer in my room. And he's like, oh, you know, waiting for my wife, shows his wedding ring. And and he goes, oh, she says, oh, that's who you keep looking out for? And he's like, you know, half, you know, what else then? Looking for what's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, then she very poignantly says, yeah, but nobody ever sees that. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and apparently a line that's not in the movie is, I like a man that'll tell you he's married. Oh, they did cut that. Then you'll like me. I they do like that. you. They cut that. Oh, I'm so glad they cut that. I'm so glad they cut that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Are you there? Oh, shit. Am I doing it solo? I sure am. Okay. Fuck, man. You guys, uh... Claude's uh, phone is, uh... I wouldn't call it unstable. I mean, I remember in the old days with cell phones, uh... It was like... You know, they would just drop all the time. You know, I remember when I first got my cell phone, like, every conversation was in 30-second intervals. But uh, anyway, occasionally um, uh, his phone will drop out. And that is so out. gross that they redo the intro when you when you call back in. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. I mean, I didn't I didn't hear it. Oh, you didn't hear it? No. Oh, never mind then. No, I I don't think it made the recording. I think just you heard it. Oh, okay. Well, it's not so bad then. Yeah. Yeah, that would be awful. I yeah, had to, I'm just like, I had to stall with an interlude. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, my phone just loves to drop calls. So, um, 
we were talking about, okay, the scene, yeah, I'm I'm glad they cut those a lot. I mean, I'm sure they would have sort of been delivered well. They sound pretty crappy, but uh, but I like the idea that he was, you know, adamant about being married. And yeah. I like the idea that she was like, you know, um, you know, I'll bring the BR here. You can stay married. I like that line. Because mm-hmm. having them say, like, I like you. I like you, too. Oh, stay married. <laughs> like, what? All right. Yeah. Um, so anywhere, anyway, you know, um, you know, she said, I, I'll bring the beer out here. You can stay married. He goes, ma'am, I know what beer leads to. And she says, beer leads to more beer. And he just kind of smiles and we, we get a fade, the, mm-hmm. the fade of death. The fade um, of death, indeed. <laughs> um, the next scene is Sheriff Bell, you know, a little late, <laughs> driving <laughs> Just <up>. a little. <laughs> Just a little late, Sheriff Bell. Just I think you late. missed all the fun. Yeah, you missed it, Sheriff Bell. When you see people running out and jumping in, like, a car, speeding yeah. away, like, you probably missed some action. So when he drives up, and I don't even know if he was even going to that hotel. Um, he I, I'm not been, sure that he was. I don't really think he was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had any, unless he didn't, Carla Jean didn't call him. Oh, maybe, well, there was that scene when she was like, he was like, I want to help your man. Oh, he talked to her. Maybe he knew from her. Maybe he knew from her. Maybe he knew from it's her. It's possible. It's hard yeah. to keep track. I don't know why. So many little details. Yeah. Um, so anyway, in this scene, um, he sees in the middle of the street this uh, one of those trucks, like in the big shootout, driving away, and several people, you know, clamoring on the back, trying to stay on and jump on board. They're obviously sort of running away from some sort of scene. Uh, instead of chasing them down or really even calling for backup, he just goes to the hotel. <laughs> And uh, and maybe he's out of his jurisdiction. I don't know. Oh, he mentions he, he mentions that he's not on the radio. Oh, that's right. I remember that line now. Okay, I was gonna say like he didn't do much there. I got oh, and it's in the eighties, so no cell phones. No cell phones. No cell phones. All right, so he did what he was gonna do. So anyway, he, he went to where the people needed help, which makes sense. And he sees a lady, I believe, on the on the ground, sort of leaving the ho- away from the hotel room shot. Crawling and, away, um, yeah. Crawling away, and then he sees in the doorway uh, Llewellyn's dead body. So our yeah. hero has just died off screen. <laughs> yeah, unbeknownst to us. And, Which and Shakespeare he, would say. Like, this um, is crazy in a lot of ways, but I just want to bring up, like, a few things about this. Like, I didn't even recognize him. The shot is weird, and, like, yeah. I couldn't tell it was him. I thought that was one of the Mexican guys. I, you know, when I first saw that, the first time I saw it, I, I was like, well, well, that that can't be. It didn't, it looks like him if you know it's him. But if you don't know it's him, you're like, who's that guy? Yeah. Did I care that he's dead? And you're like, oh, maybe that's Llewellyn. And then, like, you're you're thinking, but that can't be him because he needs to have a big shootout with the bad guy. Yeah. You know, you're expecting this whole thing, and it just that never happens. Yeah, and um, I, I went as far as to rewind to the previous scene to see that he was wearing the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it's him. That verified it for me because, like, it's, it reminds me, there's this movie from the 80s called Jagged Edge with, uh, Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close. It's sort of you don't have uh, to tell me who's in Jagged Edge. Sort of a thriller kind of movie in the in the vein of say Basic Instinct, and uh, uh, I think it's written by the same guy actually. Not that great, but it, it has this weird thing where at the end, like the killer wears this mask, 
And I the, hope I never want to see this movie. I'm not going to tell you the ending. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to tell you who it is, at least. So, so, I'm not even sure I know. So, so at the end, the killer wears this mask, and at the end, they unmask the killer, and the shot is similar to this shot. It's this sort of up you the... You tell me about that before, it's, yeah. it's this sort of up the face shot, and you can, and the, the candidates for the killers, like, look similar enough that it could be either one of them. And mm-hmm. the dialogue afterwards is vague enough that it could apply to either one of them. And so you really don't know, like, who it was. It's really yeah. weird. And that's what this reminded me of. It's a similar shot. Like, I just can't tell that that's him from from that angle. Like, it, it looks, like, vaguely like him, but, like, I just can't recognize his features from that angle. You never see people from that angle. No. Not when you're an adult, you know. <laughs> yeah. When you're a kid, you look up, you know. But when you're an adult, you, you know, you usually don't uh, really see people from that angle a lot. And, you, you know, and even if you're a shorter person, if they're talking to you, they're looking at you. So you don't really look up at them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know. But um, so let me, I guess, talk a little bit more about till the end of this whole kind of sequence. And then we can discuss what happened, or or at least I got a theory about some things. Uh, maybe you do too. Um, so, so he finds Llewellyn dead. Uh, you know, this is obviously a surprise to the audience. He didn't really expect to see him dead right at this point. No, not after that last scene. That's not no. supposed to be like the final scene for the hero. Yeah. <laughs> Um, beer leads it, to more beer. That's it. Beer leads to more later. beer, and okay. Um, so the next scene is later that night, and you know all the police are there, and the the medical teams, and they're you know clearing the crime scene and everything, and the wife shows up, and you know, uh, you know basically her husband's dead. Uh, the next scene, we're at the morgue. And see, this is another thing is what's interesting is uh, not only, you know, you're saying, you know, you don't really see any any violence or anymore, any shooting and stuff. Uh, you don't see him anymore either. Yeah. Like, in the in the scene at the morgue, when he goes to look at the body, like, you don't, we don't get the shot of what he's looking at. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, I thought at some point we're going to realize, oh, no, he's not really dead. Mm-hmm. And I thought they were going to show us who was really dead or something at this scene, but we don't get to see who it is. Uh, and it's him, most likely. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. Um, and so later, the next scene, he's talking to, I guess, the sher- uh, sheriff of El Paso or some police person who who works there. And you know they're they're you know they're colleagues and they're talking about a lot of different things. Um, anything worth bringing up? Uh, Besides the one thing that I'm going to mention, probably not. <laughs> That's probably the thing. Um, so about. the the sheriff the the other sheriff guy mentions that um, Sugar uh, he he tell, tells a story about him revisiting a crime scene, uh, coming back to the scene of a crime. And so that sort of sparked something in the sh- in Sheriff Bell's head. So he goes back to the motel where Llewellyn died that night, and you know the crime scene tape is still up and everything. And and he goes to the door and he looks at the door and he sees that you know it's been um, shot through. You know the lock has been blown through. It's been sugared. It's been sugared, if you will. It's been Anton. Uh, and. Um, and you get, we get this shot of Sheriff Bell standing outside the door. You know, he, he's ready to, to go in 
to face what we don't know what he thinks. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the audience gets to see um, on the other side of the door, Shigur, um looking like he's on the other side of the door waiting for the sheriff to come in. Yeah, I mean, you see um, you see the hole in the door. See the hole. You see it, you see some something sort of moving with yeah. a reflection through the through the hole. And he's leaning and, against the wall, sort yeah, of, uh, and, you know, poised to attack. Yeah, and they both have their guns drawn. They're ready to fight. And then the sheriff busts open through the door, and there's nobody in the place. He checks the bathroom. He checks all the rooms, you know. Yeah, he checks the bathroom, the bathroom and the window is The is window locked. is blocked from the inside. Um, he looks down. You know, there's a big blood spot on the front carpet where Llewellyn sort of bled to death or whatever happened. And um, and he sort of looks around and uh, he, he, you know, that's it. That's the scene. And he sees at the, uh, at the end, he sees uh, the... The, doesn't he see the grate open? Yeah, the little grate thing is like all the little grate. Yeah, yeah. And see, I think um, this—that's what—that's what, what reminded me of of this idea of Anton sitting, Sugar sitting down, because he, you know, he sits down on the bed and then he notices the. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that just reminded me of when he sat on the bed before taking his socks off. Mm-hmm. The only difference is, you know, there wasn't like bodies. Well, there were bodies. But there weren't like people alive and screaming when Anton took his socks off last time. You know what I mean? There are people alive and screaming when he shot the Mexicans. Oh, oh, because this ties into this idea I want to talk about. Maybe that's why you don't understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about the idea that that maybe the Mexicans didn't kill Anton. Uh, <laughs> Llewellyn. <laughs> would you believe the Mexicans didn't kill Sugar? How much could I could I who would you bet on that? That's a that's a viable theory. Yeah. Um go with that. I was thinking that maybe what happens is that Sugar gets there first and uh my names are about to Oh boy. They're all, they're all getting crazy. Pretty soon Walt and Locke are gonna go there. <laughs> no. Um, Llewellyn comes back to his room. Okay, so picture this. See if you can follow me here. Okay. This okay. You you know that the scene this scene doesn't really add up. The the like you know how can the sheriff be on the other side, you know of of the wall with Segur when Segur's not there and he just yeah. seems to vanish. So I was thinking maybe in a in a sort of play on what they did before. Um, you know the idea of coming back to the crime scene and the idea of um. Uh, like with, when he was sitting on Llewellyn's couch, staring at the TV, you know, sort of reliving this sort of thing. I was thinking maybe the shot of Shigur behind the door is actually uh, from an earlier time period. It's actually a flashback. And that the person on the other side of the door at that point is Llewellyn. And he's waiting for Llewellyn to come in. And Llewellyn does come in, gets shot, and then at this point, this is when the Mexicans show up, and then Shigur is, you know, trying to kill them too. And that's why they're running away. Okay. Because I'm trying to make sense of the fact that like, a lot of things, particularly <laughs> that, you know, that, that image, but also of the fact that they were running away for their lives. You know, if they had killed the guy they came to kill, why would they be doing that? You know? 
Without the money, you know, they just, they, they just, you know, they weren't there to kill him. They were there to get the money. Yeah. And that's the only theory I can think that can piece all those things together is that he yeah. was, he was actually there. Right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's not true, but I don't know how to explain why they were running away. Well, how else is how was it supposed to go? Maybe they were just afraid of the police. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, they were. I mean, but they were already leaving before the police already got before he was even there. Or well, I meant like afraid general? of the police coming, like you know, like they, I get, I mean, they killed the guy. Couldn't find the money and then decided to bail out before the cops showed up. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's what I had in mind. Yeah, there's, there's, I mean... There, there's a couple of reasons why I don't think your theory is true. The first reason is that uh, uh, I have uh, watched several interviews with people about this movie, and they they specifically stated that the Mexicans killed them. Um, the the second reason, uh, it, more intrinsic reason, is that if you look at the locks, uh, when he shows up the first time, they're not blown out. Well, who shows up the first time? When when Bell shows up to the, you know, when he first finds Lou Allen oh, Chong, oh, it's not, it's the not. locks aren't blown out. Okay, so so what does that mean that the Mexican? So he just blew in the lock to get the money. Yeah. And then, but how, what about him being on the other side of the door? Now, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a rough one. That's, that's, I have no idea how to explain that. Uh, and uh, how, would he, how would he come back to blow out the lock when the police were there? Oh, I guess they, lived, I guess they left at a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Huh, Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so he picks up the money, but that shot, like, I don't know. It's creepy. It makes him seem like, I don't know, supernatural or something. Like he just disappears. Yeah, it makes it seem like he just disappears. But, I mean, I've seen a lot of people. Here, here's some theories I've seen. I mean, and the other theory I have is that it's just his imagination. That's one theory. That, yeah. that he was imagining him on the other side. Another theory I've heard is that he was in the room next door. Mm. I don't I don't really buy that theory, but I did hear it. I did read it. Uh, oh, maybe that's a... Oh, that was a Mexican. That wasn't a lady. Those were the Mexican guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I it was, it was a lady, weird. but I was like, whatever. I thought it was weird to have a random lady. Like, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, uh, and and another thing I've read, which is kind of similar to yours, is that it was a time thing. Like he was crouched in there at a certain point, just not right then. Well, but the it, but it seems like someone's got to be on the other side of the door or something when he's when he's there because you yeah. see something moving. Yeah, that's true. Like maybe Wait. just like I don't know, some random person was out there and he was just crouched Wait. and they just cut it together. I mean, I don't Wait. really buy that. It's a weird theory, but. Which scene? Uh, which scene do you see the doorknob not blown in before he comes back? It should be. It should be the one where he first shows up. Is it, is it blown ever, out in that scene? I don't. I don't ever see the doorknob. 
I don't ever see the the lock. I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I saw it. I was looking for it. I thought I saw it. I, I never. Well, because you see Llewellyn, you see the people next door. You see him. You see Llewellyn again. Like they never, because the door's like open, so like you can't you can't see the lock. And then at the police, when the police are there, you don't get close enough to the door to see it either. Oh, and then when he goes open. back, it's already off. Did you maybe hear I that, that or something? Was a shot. Did maybe you heard it or something? Maybe they said that somewhere? <laughs> yeah, it could be any number of things. Because that's important for the idea that he wasn't there. It is. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still believe what they said. If they said it, you know, that the Mexicans killed them, but yeah, they 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 made it a point. They they were doing. I think it was a Charlie Rose interview. They were like talk, talking about how, you know, not only does he get killed like off screen, but by just sort of random schmoes, like not his arch enemy in the. Yeah, and the only thing I can come up with that is that the idea that like they were they're like evenly matched, and that they would have just you know just. <laughs> I don't know what, but like it, it just—they're just evenly matched, you like, know. Um, and and the, Neo and Agent Smith. Well, Neo's better than Agent Smith, though. So, so not like that, because <laughs> Neo wins in the end. Well, uh, not really. He sort of dies. Who sort of dies? Neo does. Neo dies at the end? Yeah, you don't remember. Of the Matrix? Yeah, you don't remember that he dies? Sorry, I I feel like I've spoiled it for you. I don't remember that way. He fights Smith and the whole thing with all the Smiths. and he. I thought he fights him, and he, like, he, he doesn't he, like... He doesn't beat him. He, he, he like, um, he does something, and, like, somehow, like, the 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 combination of them two, like, kills them both. Like, Agent Smith is going to, like, overtake everything, but, like, somehow he has to, like... Because he's fighting Agent Smith for a long time, and he realizes he can't beat him. And so he ends up dying. I can't remember exactly what the what the thing was, but, uh, uh, yeah, some, somehow he, uh, he, he dies and causes, like, the Matrix to reboot or something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes... Now I remember, like, that uh, that something happened when he died. I forgot he died. I thought he, like, flew <laughs> off and won in the end. I haven't seen no. it in a while. No. No, he gets... Oh, wait, die. that's what happens. That's what happens. They fight, and then Smith assimilates Neo... But that's what they Oh, needed. that's right. He yeah. assimilates him. I forgot. I forgot. But but that was the whole thing. Like he he want, he beat him though. Even if he died in the end, he still beat him though. That was the whole point. Because when I they by the time they no, by the time they're fighting in that ditch, like he's he's like because at the beginning you know sort of back and forth and they start flying and they're fighting in the air. And then by the time he knocks him to the ground and they're sort of in that hole fighting, he's back on, Neil's back on top and he's kicking his butt. And then he realizes, yeah, he can't beat him. And that's not the point is to beat him. The point is he needs to, you know, that's why he lets him hit him and assimilate him. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I mean, I think Neo could have, 
he's better than Smith, but he can't really beat him because he's a computer program. And, I mean, you know, what can you really do to that? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. More, what, I think more like... What more they like, said in the movie at least a couple times is that they were supposed to be, like, opposites or whatever. They yeah, were. no, they are supposed to be equal and opposite-like forces. They are. Yeah. Even but, though Neo wins, I think. Yeah, I say Agent Smith wins because... You know, in the end, he's the one who you know assimilates him. Even if like he's he gets it there. But that was, but that was what I mean. That's part of the plan, though. It's like that was what he was supposed to do. And I think Neo wins by understanding that. And and you know, Smith didn't know that. I don't think Smith would have done that if he knew that's what Neo wanted him to do. But the fact that Neo dies, I don't know. And the fact that it's it's. You know, Agent Smith's doing like I—I I don't know. I—I I, I give that. Yeah, he dies though for bigger reasons, just because of Smith, though. That's yeah. the whole thing. He kind of had to die, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway technically um, not about the Matrix. Um, so the point is that, um, I, I feel bad that like he could have watched maybe... The Matrix and, like, been surprised that he died. No, I would have remembered by the time I got towards the end. Oh, okay. I would have remembered. Because right, it, it came back to me. I just, I just forgot what the ending was. Okay. Um, yeah, the idea that they're kind of equal and opposite forces and, 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 and maybe, I, I feel like the movie, like, the movie has these assertions that might be true and, like, gives us the liberty of not showing us, like, other things. You know, like, like the assertion that, man, if these two guys would have fought, it would have just been like the, the previous scene when they fought where no one really kind of won. Mm-hmm. And, and since, and it's like, so instead of that happening, we'll just have random chance the Mexicans, you know, will we'll kill him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, that's to me what they're trying to do with that, you know. Um... Your your the- if I, I hadn't if I hadn't heard that your theory seems viable. I mean, it's I weird. think my theory makes a lot of sense. It's it's weird to cut them together like that. I mean, that's just deliberately. I mean, you know. But I think it makes sense with the fact that we we you know before they they I mean they did that kind of thing before. Well, because to me it kind of seemed like also that Bell was sort of maybe reliving. Um, uh, you know, what, you know, um, Oh, okay. Llewellyn, you know, was going through basically, Yeah. you know, it's cause he sits there and he sees the spot where he died, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And, um, so I don't know, there's kind of some things going on there, but, uh, it is, it, to me, it ties up all the crazy questions, but you know, I guess the, the truth is crazier than my theory or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mexicans just killed them, and they ran off for no real apparent reason. And they ran reason. off, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason they're supposed to have run off. I just I have no idea what it is. The police theory is the best I got. But it's like, don't you guys want the money? <laughs> like, yeah, they should I mean, want the money. They should want the money, and it didn't seem like they were there that long. Yeah. You know, um... <laughs> and I just can't imagine that you know, I don't know. I just I'm I'm still reeling from the fact that they had a transpon they had a transceiver 
And they're like, well, it's in here somewhere, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Don't ask me. Yeah. It beats faster when I get close to this vent, but it can't be in there. <laughs> yeah. And it'd be different if, like, they looked in the vent and didn't see anything, but we don't even have evidence of that. No. You know? So. No. Although we have no idea what they did. I mean, all we got to see was them getting killed. They were just, like, hanging out. Yeah, they were. They were. But it's possible they looked in the vent, like, off screen. Yeah. I, mean, I, but I think I they, they should have seen it. Should have saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless we didn't have a flashlight. Mm-hmm. So, the next scene, the next, um, end of the movie, really. Uh, the next part of the movie is yeah, sort of the is, end. Yeah, this is like, I don't know, an extended epilogue. Yeah, this is like, yeah, this is like, definitely the epilogue. Um, Tom Lee Jones goes to see his uncle, um, just to talk about a lot of things. Um, you know, one of the, the the biggest things he talks about is he feels outmatched, you know, he basically says he's retiring. He feels outmatched, which, you know, given from the movie, he kind of is. Oh, yeah. You know. And maybe, and it, it might not even be necessarily an age thing, um, so much as a, um, probably, probably so much as a, like, you know, state of mind thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, it's just a different different time kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, different villains in the world. Um, anything you want to say about this scene? Um, I, well, no, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, uh, no, no. Okay. It's a good scene. There's not a lot to say about it. Yeah, it it is a good scene, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 sort of uh, you know, it gives it gives a little bit of um it gives a little bit of his like family history and mm-hmm. kind of talk about whatever and and he's kind of like whatever. It's it's you know, it's always been bad. Actually, we should look at the script and see if there's anything about any extra information about uh, the Llewellyn's death in there. Yeah, I read it once. I don't remember, but I don't remember anything. Uh, he is still. I don't know what that means. Maybe that means still. He is still. So the next scene um, is with um, uh, the woman at the pool. Poor woman at the pool. She just wanted to have a good time. I know. Honey, you can stay married. She got a jackpot. She did get a jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) That, my friend, is a jackpot. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, The next scene we have uh, Carla Jean burying her mother. Which I didn't even know. I thought I thought it was Lou Ellen's funeral, uh, uh, and I'm like, how come the mom isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't like him anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, no, she didn't. But it's yeah, the mom died. I guess is the cancer she got had, her. She had the cancer. The cancer. The cancer finally got her. Stress, I'm sure, didn't help. No. Uh, and I guess maybe she died before. Maybe that's what took her so long. Maybe she died on their way to El Paso. Because you don't see her when she shows up to to the hotel. Yeah, you're right. And I was wondering why she wasn't in the in the car. Maybe she's already dead at that point. Maybe. Mm, okay. I, I never okay. really. I forgot about her really. Yeah, you for, you don't expect her to die. She's not the kind of character that her death means anything or like. Yeah. You know, would need to be brought. You know, it just seems like why even have her die? Yeah. You know. There's no point. I mean, you know. <laughs> I guess so. Everyone can die in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all the major characters can be dead. Yeah, yeah. By the end. Um, so we have the funeral scene. Carla Jean comes home from the funeral, and um, and so I I don't know how she knows this or let's see. Um, she, I think she I don't know. To me, I think she just gets a feeling like he's there. Yeah. And she goes into her, her bedroom and and she says, "I knew I was. I knew this wasn't done with." Mm-hmm. And he tells her to sit, or she says she needs to sit. Um, and you know, she basically is like, you know, you don't, you know, you have no reason to hurt me. And he's like, oh, but I gave my word, you know, to your husband, and and that, you know, she he tries to basically say, you know, I promised your husband I'd kill you, which he did. <laughs> but saying it that way makes it seem like it was the husband's idea. Yeah, yeah. Or had some collusion in it. Yeah, it's a weird thing to say. You know, and I and I really like I just like the and I think the whole movie is very no nonsense. You don't have a lot of characters confusing what people say. Like, no, that doesn't make any sense. What did he mean? Oh no, he doesn't love me. You know what I mean? Like, she was just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, that's it's not the way you say. You know, yeah. like, like she just makes up her mind. It's not the way you say it is. She's not going to debate it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. They don't spend time with those little things like that. Um, and then apparently in the I don't remember this, but oh. in the script it says... The script's a little different. She says, not like that, not like you say. And he says, I don't say anything except it was foreseen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, they cut that line. I'm glad they cut that line. Wow. And then she says, "I knew, I know you was crazy when I when I saw you sitting there. I knew exactly what was in store for me." And then apparently, in this I don't remember this in the movie. Yes, yes things, things fall, fall into place. place. I don't remember that line either. Ugh. That's weird. Yeah, no, the script is different. They 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 decided hey. to do something different. Clearly. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of wish I, I don't, I don't really want to read this. Yeah, it makes it seem like I mean they cut out. I mean what they cut out seems good that they cut it out. And they added stuff like they they added all the, the coin toss thing that's not in the script. Oh, the first big coin toss. Oh, no. oh, you mean in this the scene? coin toss in this scene? Oh, it sure isn't. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Yeah, they totally cut it. 
I mean, added it. Oh, they totally added it. Yeah, that's what they did. They cut out this, I didn't say anything except for see. Oh, I see. So basically, they they basically add in maybe she didn't die or something. So they cut out, like, things fall into place, which means, yeah, I'm here to kill you. Mm-hmm. And, and they put in a little questioning of whether, you know, giving her a choice of her own fate, basically. But um, but the end is the same. He still looks at his the soles of his boots at the end. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, he she's uh, real dead. So he uh, he he offers her the the coin toss deal um, that he offered the gas station guy earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, she uh, she refuses to call it, and uh, uh, and just sort of says that you know it's it's. <laughs> It's not the coin. It's the coin. Yeah, the coin has no say in this. It's all you. Like you're the one making the decisions. Yeah. You know, don't 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 put the responsibility of this on the coins. Yeah. Which is cool, because no one, you know, the first coin toss guy, you know, he he called him the his his point of contention was what's at stake, and I like the fact her point of contention is, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, if you're gonna kill me, kill me, but don't don't say it's the coin that's calling. Yeah, it's doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, trying to sort of distance yourself. Like it's not really my decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah. yeah. So it in is, fact, it's this, your decision. You know, he's leaving it on them to yeah, call it. So exactly, yeah. They're like, responsible he, for their own death, so he doesn't. And that's what I kind of like, like this idea that you know he's got, you know, that he believes that they're responsible for their own death, and you know, most of the time it's fate that's responsible for people killing, getting killed by him because. He's there, <laughs> and if he's there, then they're supposed to die. Um, yeah. But in the coin toss cases, they can, you know, they can call their own fate, and uh, and it's, you know, it's them who decide what happens. So mm-hmm. he never has any responsibility, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So the scene just ends. Uh, she she sort of refused to call it, and you never really know exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, although reading the script is pretty clear. Oh, it's pretty clear. I agree, and I I'm sure what happened, but you know, there's nothing yeah. explicit. There's no no sound of a gunshot, and you don't know whether she ever called it or not. You don't really know mm-hmm. like how it played out. Like I'm pretty sure he killed her, but I don't I don't know like how it went down. Yeah. So. So then we have the next scene, the scene that is like you thought you understood the movie now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're not done with you yet. Yeah, like so, at this point, it's sort of like okay, Llewellyn's dead, his wife's dead. Yeah, and so let's make it clear that like this is you know he's already gotten the money, he's returned it. Yeah. But he decides to go kill her any or potentially kill her anyway because. Of the agreement that he made with, you know, yeah, uh, with Llewellyn, and uh, and so as he's leaving her place, which I don't even know where this is supposed to be, um, I don't know, she was in like a house. I don't know where they where are they supposed to be. Where's she supposed to be? Man, I don't her know. Her mom's house, maybe. Maybe her mom's house. Maybe oh. in Odessa. Um, as he's driving away from this, you know, excursion, um. He gets T-boned. He gets hit by a car, and uh, randomly, uh, you know, random occurrence. Maybe 
Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's a few things about this scene that are weird. The first thing that I liked about it is it's it's the setup is classic in that they show the guy you know, they show him driving the car and uh and they uh uh and they shoot, you know, out the driver's side window. So we when he goes through the intersection you see you see the street coming the perpendicular street, mm-hmm. you know, and like say if it's six feet under, you're going to see the car or whatever's going to hit you coming from that window, you mm-hmm. know, like the audience will see it, <laughs> you know, while the character just sort of sits there not knowing what's coming. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. so they, they set you up for that, but the car comes from the other side. Yeah. So, and you're blindsided like the character. Is. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. They, it's, it, I like that. They, they set you up, and then they. It seems like they, part of the reason that not to do a, a shot like that is because you would screw up the camera. Mm-hmm. Seems like you could do that. But yeah, and the other thing is he's distracted by these boys. You know, he kind of looks in the rearview mirror right before he goes to the intersection. You know, seeing these boys riding their bikes. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of interesting because they're the boys who come up to him right after this accident. Yeah. And uh, you know. Another, uh, another thing that's weird about the accident is that uh, he he never you never see the driver of the other car. No, you don't. It it, it makes it seem like you know the the car just sort of you know I don't know came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes it seem it's like I guess the idea is who's ever driving it's not important who's driving the car. Yeah, you know, it's not important that there even even is a driver, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, but it's just odd. It's just like yeah, it is odd. Usually, you get some sort of shot of the driver of whoever you know. Yeah, oh, even just to oh, show him why. dead, you know. Oh, you you can see him. He's 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 either passed out or dead. You can. Yeah, there's a little shot. There's a there's a tracking <laughs> shot where you got to be looking for him, but you can see him. Oh, okay. Because cause you're where I mean. It's not like finding Waldo, but like, you know, you're looking where you're focus where you're going to be focusing your eyes is not on the dead guy. It's going to be on Anton's car in this shot. I see. So anyway, they they show him, but it's not a it's not a main focus mm-hmm. at all. He looks he looks dead, um, but he could just be passed out. He's like, I mean, his head is all the way back over on the seat, and he looks really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Anton gets out of the car and he kind of stumbles to sit down and, you know, he's really, he's really wrecked, um, to pun a word. Can, can pun be a verb? Why not? Okay. I just punned it. Um, <laughs> and so this is a, a similar scene to before with Llewellyn and the, and the, the three sort of college age kids in the Mexican border, you know, um, he basically the the kid offers to give him his shirt instead of in Llewellyn's scene, you know the 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 kid wants money for it. These kids, I guess they're more wholesome. I don't know what what they're trying to tell us, but younger, maybe not impressionable, uh, or I should say impressionable, but like they haven't had a bad impression made on them or something. I don't know. Yeah, but they, you know he doesn't he doesn't want the money for the for the um for the shirt, but he. You know, Anton makes him take it, and he takes the money, and he takes the shirt, and makes a a uh, what do you call those things? A sling, sling out of it. 
And then Anton walks away. Yeah. Never to be heard from again. Yeah. In the Maybe. in the in the Llewellyn scene, he's like, you know, I'll give you five hundred dollars for a jacket and and like it's a deal, like they make him like give the money over and Yeah. You know. Um uh uh, but yeah, the kid's just like whatever you can have it. But yeah, but he makes them take the money, and and then they kind of fight about it for a little bit as he walks away. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it from the sense that he's corrupting these kids, you know, it kind of seems like maybe that's what he's trying to, you know, that's what they're trying to say about that. I don't, I don't really, I can't really tell, but yeah, because you know, if, yeah, they're fighting about the money later, you know, and that kind of thing, and um. So, anything else before we talk and about And, you know, I have thing? to say, he does tell them to say that they didn't see him. Mm-hmm. Just to tie that in with that earlier scene. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, the real version of, you know, tell people you didn't see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, would he really kill those kids? Well, I guess not, but... <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it's. I don't. I don't think. Yeah. No. I. I guess. I guess not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't don't know know where he stands on that. I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if he's if he's just saying that because he's not going to kill the kids because you know they're not standing in between. You know. I mean. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the only reason he doesn't want them to say anything because he's you know a criminal. You know, it's not like he caused the accident or anything. But. no, he so had a know. green light. It wasn't his fault at all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. You know, you didn't see me. And I thought that was part of the sort of corruption thing, too. Now these kids have got to, you know, they have to lie, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, Will they? I don't know. But he's asking them to lie and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the kind of movie, obviously, where they, they just kind of do things and you're left to decide like, what it means. Right. But I don't know if he would kill the kids or not. I don't think they, they're not really standing in his way for anything. Yeah. Uh, and they're just trying to help him. So I don't think they had any reason to. Yeah. He had any reason to kill them. But but maybe, I don't know if that line's supposed to tie together or not. Depends on, do you see me? I don't necessarily think it ties together. I just, I was just bringing up well, the fact that he did like, he did say that, say yeah. that. I, but I think that's that's. I think it, it bears seeing if it works together because it's the same idea. Yeah. Ending, you know, kind of a scene. Mm-hmm. And there's no coincidences in this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a very thought out movie. So. Definitely. Well, you want to talk about the last scene? Not that there's much to talk about. All right, the final scene. Final scene between Sheriff Bell, Timely Jones, and his wife. Um, this is, I guess he's retired at this point. Yeah. Who knows how much time this is, but, you we know, know, probably probably not too, too, too many days. And uh, he's just, you know, he's got nothing really to do, basically. Yeah. And uh, he talks about... Uh, two dreams he had involving his dad, one he can't really remember, of course, and then one about his dad there in the mountain passes and it's snowing and there's snow on the ground and his dad races past with some, with some, a a lamp or lighter or whatever, flame, and uh, forges ahead and he knows his dad is going to go out into all that cold and all that dark 
and uh, start a fire for him. So, and then it ends. And then he woke up. Mm-hmm. Credits. Credits. Yeah. That was all just a dream. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like, it, it's almost like the Tommy Lee Jones thing is like almost a separate thing. You know, especially when it gets into the stuff with his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, and then like in the beginning. I mean, it, it ties in. But like, it's like, well, what are you talking about? What, what does that mean that you, that the last thing we hear in this movie is this dream about your dad you know, making a special place for you, you know. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. Yeah, I really I really don't know what they're doing with that. But I liked it as an ending. Like, the first time you watch it, it doesn't seem like the ending. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, <laughs> hits you with the credits. I knew it was coming. I'm like, I'm like, why are we sitting here at the kitchen table with him talking? I'm like, holy crap, they're not going to end it like this. And then it ended, and I'm like, because, you know, it goes on longer than a normal scene like that would. Yeah, it does. They would have, they would have cut if it was going to be something else. And I'm just like, what are they doing? Holy crap. You know, I'm still not really believing Llewellyn's dead. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to believe it. You Mm -hmm. know, the first time. Yeah. Because I'm just, oh. Well, anyway, that was our recap of that's yeah. the first movie we've recapped. Scene wow. by scene. We're sorry. <laughs> With slight gaps, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh. The gaps were the boring scenes. Right, right, right. Yeah, there, well, was, there was something I wanted to bring up that we skipped, but now I don't remember what that Can was. it wait till another podcast? I'm just kidding. <laughs> this was a long one. Is this like five hours or something? I don't even know. I don't, I don't get a, know. I don't get a counter no more. Well, um, yeah, I don't see a counter. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, uh, uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, there, there's a few places for interpretation, and there's some ambiguity there. It's not, it's not a movie you really need to like theorize about all day, but no, not at all. But it's uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's got a really nice quality to it. Uh, there's there's something. Um, so uh, I don't I don't know what it is. Something about the the way it came together. It just it's just right. I don't know. M- movies that I've seen lately, you know, I, I really, it's been a while since I've seen a movie that I thought really had that kind of, you know, goodness about it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it is being way hyped, but, um, uh, and it may not like look good, but, but I think, I think it is really good. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't let, yeah, it's a lot better than it seems, I think. Yeah. Unless you think it seems really good. Right. <laughs> then it's probably as good as it seems. Yeah. <laughs> but if you think it seems bad or boring, it's better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly better. So. Um, well, um, I don't know if we'll be doing any more movie recaps, but... Um, <laughs> this might be it. 
This might be it. Like our now Dexter podcast. I, you know, I did enjoy There Will Be Blood. I plan to see it again. And so when you see it, maybe you might want to talk about it. I don't, I don't, I don't think you will, but, you know, (laughs) I mean, in terms of a whole podcast for it. Yeah. But, uh. I want to see it, but. And we're going to be busy with Lost pretty soon, and like tomorrow here. Yeah, Lost is going to kick our ass. At least for eight for a weeks, while. and then we'll be done. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're not, it's not going to be that long. Yeah, we can do eight weeks. We did 16. We can do eight. Mm-hmm. We did 16 weeks in a row. Yeah. All right, well, is that it? Um. Yeah, I guess that's it. Well, I feel like giving a round of applause to the uh, cast and crew of No Country for Old Men. Yeah. <laughs> Good effort. Good effort. Good, yeah. It. Yeah, no. Way to go, guys. You really very well done, Josh really... Brolin. I'm looking forward to some more good work from you, Mister. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that was it. That was a scene. It's, there isn't much to talk about, but I just thought it was odd when Sugar's driving and he goes across that bridge and there's a bird sitting there. I meant to bring that up too. I told and he misses. And he misses. Yeah, the bird like, flies off. He's like, oh well, I missed. Yeah. Like, it was really weird, and it was crazy. The sound it made, ricocheting, and the bird yeah. pawing. Like, it was a weird scene. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe he took the time to do that. It just, it was so weird. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. No, what to make I, I think that. I think that really means something. I do, too. I think that really means something. Yeah. To do with, like... It's either saying something about how the movie is going to go or say something about him yeah. or, or both. Yeah. And I don't know what, though. I don't either. I don't either. Like the car crash. And like the idea that if he, you know, if he hadn't gone to go kill her, you know, for really little reason, then he wouldn't have gotten into that car crash. Yeah. You know? And is that the universe way of saying, you know, you shouldn't have done that, you went too far or something, mm-hmm. or... Or is it saying, like, I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. It, it seemed like some kind of some kind of punishment or something. Like, it just, it just went, it went wrong for him, like, in an accidental way. I mean, you know, the other time, like, he, you know, he sort of got shy, like, mm-hmm. you know, in the line of duty. You know, that was really just a random thing, you know, just bad luck. You You think maybe it's like, what if, um, what if, like, what if the universe is trying to get rid of him and, like, it sort of put him on the path with Llewellyn, you know, this, like, hunter guy Mm -hmm. who's, like, his his equal, but then, like, random chance got him killed before he could kill Shigur. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, they tried to get him in the car crash, and that didn't even stop him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was thinking with the Coen brothers, um, they can be pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, it's not their real story, really, but... but And that's the thing, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how much of the movie is the book or not. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I mean, I've heard it's pretty faithful, but it's, yeah, it's the finer points. Like is the car crash there? Like, I you know I think the car crash is there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, 
All right. Well, uh, um, let's wrap this baby up. If you uh, like this movie, which is nothing <laughs> like the Coen Brothers' other movies, Netflix recommends. Uh, uh, you might enjoy some of the Coen Brothers' other movies that aren't that much like this. Um, uh, uh, I would like to recommend uh, Barton Fink, my personal favorite. Uh, it's it's it really is nothing like this, but uh, but it's good in its own way. Yeah, and uh, uh, and it's fun and weird. Uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's all. Well, I'm going to recommend if you like this movie, I'm going to recommend you see There Will Be Blood. Oh, okay. That's a more reasonable recommendation. Yeah, they're not really the same at all, but I think they share something in that they're they're movies that know they they know what they're wa- what they want and they they do it. Mhm. Um so I don't know if we should do a whole roundup of like what the western movie what was it? It's like No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood. 310 to Yuma. Jesse J- 310 to Yuma and Jesse James. Jesse James, yeah. It's like four Western or Western kind of movies at the same time. Yeah, that's way too many. Just way for, many. you know, random strangeness. Yeah. All right, well, guys, you will be hearing from us soon. Uh, yeah, we got another podcast. podcast in like two days. So. Yeah, so. I hope you're ready. Expect the lo- the new Lost Lowdown, the season four Lost Lowdown um, this weekend. Hopefully Friday we'll we'll get it done Friday. Uh, if not, it'll definitely be Saturday. Yeah, as soon as possible. I'm sure it'll ASAP. all be very exciting. Don't forget to uh, join the Frapper Map if you haven't <laughs> Oh God! Uh, it's and a blast of course, the, the past. The forum, which is new, and. Uh, tlld.net or you can just go to our regular homepage and there's a link um, sign up talk amongst yourselves talk to us um, it'll probably be a better way to get feedback from us if you want to ask us stuff because um, that way we'll feel guilty that it's you know there and we'll see it True. Like, yeah. yeah. if you ask us direct questions you're sure to get a reply but uh, yeah yeah uh, but I've been replying in there anyway I just want the you know, something when I feel like I have something to comment on. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely and, read it. Yeah, and and definitely go on there and let us know, you know, what you guys want on the forum, if there's something in particular or some section or some whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are a democratic podcast. Full service podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, well... There's no goodbye on Mr. Podcast, right? Just no, there of, isn't. We always hang up. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, bye. One, two, three, bye. Bye. Um, well, you know, when you click on things.